Bringing checks over here cause of cashes. Try to put me in a box, but I'm cashless. What's up, y'all? We're back. Happy Tuesday. Okay, okay. Jay's got some moves. Busting out those moves. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how's everybody doing today? H Boogie, what up? He's going Sorry. back to his days in Studio 54. Hey, I was actually in Studio 54. I know. Business in Studio 54. None whatsoever. <laughs> what was I doing in Studio 54? Man. <laughs> I, I, only, I only ever got to experience the one in Vegas, which was clearly not the same. No, man. There was no way I should have been in Studio 54, let me tell you. So, Good thing is, when uh, I went there, you know, you know what they told me when I went to Studio 54? Uh-oh. What are you doing here? You what just you made the list. Oh! <laughs> You just made the list. <laughs> VIP, baby. Just like that tone. You just like walked up and next thing you know. You... Is it? Let me ask you guys a question, though, because let's be honest. When you go into a bar club, especially those that are a bit, you know, elite. I mean, girls often, depending on how you look, you get certain things. But being tall, both of you are like a lot taller than average. You played sports. Did that ever, did that help you guys at all when you were well, in those circles? For me, it didn't do anything because I was a, literally a child. So there was, there was when you no oh, way. I forgot yeah. when you went. You were <laughs> literally a child. Yeah, I'm literally a child in this place. Like, what are you doing in it? For real, for real. I would, so, I would say that in certain places it helped. Like, you know, your 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 guy. I, maybe I shouldn't say it because I was underage too. But your guy, Roderick, mm-hmm. um, Tony Delk, when we were in Kentucky. Um, definitely we were able to just walk in and out of anywhere we wanted mm-hmm. to be when I was in West Virginia, right? With, especially when when you're at a, when you're playing university and there's no pro sports team there. Yeah. You're, you're, everybody you, you, knows you, who you are. You get extra love. You get extra love. Yeah. Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I see you. Um, what's up you guys? Uh, yeah. FIFA. Oh my goodness. Salute. Tank. James B's in the chat. Dorian. It's been a while. um okay so honestly we have a bunch to get into but jay i I like where we were going before we jumped on where you're talking Mm -hmm. about you need to bring some clarity i guess to some of the positions in the league we want to hear you list those off so do you want to introduce that now i know that we you know we live in a positionless league but i am not gonna confide to that i will not Mm -mm. i'm not gonna confide to that i've already Come to the conclusion that all right, Stockton is gone, Magic is gone, all of those guys are gone. The point guard position has changed, yeah. and I've already come to that conclusion, and I'm cool with that H. But what you're not going to do is you're not going to make me get rid of it. No, I'm not going to do that. So I'm still going to stick to what I'm still going to stick to the position. I just recognize that it's changed. So I'm here today to declare my allegiance to the best players that I think are at that position. So I think Luke is the best lead guard in the game. I, I think that there's some really good point guards in the game, but I think Luca is the best lead guard in the game. The game has changed. Luca's ability to score, Luca's ability to distribute, his ability to get downhill. He just makes it so easy for himself to score. He just makes it look easy. And I think that he's the best lead guard in the game. At the two guard, I think Donovan Mitchell is the best two guard in the game of all the two guards. His ability to crack the long ball. He's having a career year. Um, defensively i don't think we talk about him enough he came into the league as a defender i think his defense got overshadowed when he was playing with rudy because of how good rudy how good rudy was um but he's having a career year he's been fantastic 
I think that if Joker wasn't doing what he was doing, we'd have more conversation about Donovan Mitchell being in the league MVP vote, league MVP conversation, considering how beat up Cleveland was with Evan Mobley at, with Evan Mobley out of the lineup, um, with also Darius Garland out of, out of the lineup. That defense actually picked up with him and Jared Allen, and they actually reached all the way up to the number two seed, which is what they still are right now, and they're giving Dallas all that they can handle. At the number three spot, I think Jason Tatum is the best small forward in the game. Um, there's really not much that I haven't said about Jason Tatum that I need to say. You guys already know how I feel about him. At the small, at the power forward spot, I think Giannis is the best four man in the game. Giannis, a lot of people saw him working with Olajuwon, and they immediately think that if I'm working with a guy that I'm trying to change my game to that guy's game, he wasn't trying to change his game to Olajuwon's game. He was just improving his footwork. <clears throat> in the process of improving his footwork, he was improving his post game, and he's done that. He knows how to open pivot now. He actually knows when he switches pivot feet, he knows how to operate with the left hand, with the right hand. He's actually gotten better in the post. So he's he's added that mid-post to it. He's added that mid, mid-post jump shot to his game. And it actually looks good. And at the five spot, who I think the best player in the league is, and I think that's Joker. Joker does so much for that unit that I don't think it can even be explained how they play off of him. I'm watching him a couple of nights ago. And Joker is a willing passer more than people give him credit for. Even when he's in isolation, he's still looking for action. He's still looking for guys to cut to the basket so they could get something easier than him. And he looks like he thinks the game a lot further than a lot of other people. That's why he just looks more advanced than I do, more advanced than other people give him credit for. So I said last year that Joker, I'm sorry, that Giannis was a better offensive player than Joker, and I had to watch Joker, and then I immediately walked that back. I was like, no, he's not a better offensive player than Joker. Joker is the best offensive player in the league, no question about it. So those are the five guys that at the positions that I'm that I'm claiming my allegiance to today, H. Okay, I like it. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think extremely solid list. Fluent, I'm I'm curious to know, do yours line up with Jay's, or are you going a different route? Um, it's not that I'm going a different route. I just I I guess I I look at it very different. The the positions, the positions are so melted nowadays that it's you know to say he's the best point guard, he's the best shooting guard, he's the best small forward. Um basketball is so different right now it's it's evolved to a different play style like i i don't know if you know this jay you pick you pick jason tatum as your favorite or as the number one small forward do you know that he's listed as a power forward this year mm-hmm. yeah so, so technically right because we've had this argument about steph right everybody everybody in the world thinks he's a shooting guard like not just right. me i'm talking about like us, right. Richard Jefferson, everyone, any, uh, JJ Redick, everyone that you talk to is like, well, he's a shooting guard, um, but he's always been listed as a point guard. So he's a point guard. LeBron James has been listed as a point guard, a shooting guard, a small forward, a power forward, and a center. <laughs> he's yeah, literally yeah. been listed as every position. So that's right. why I struggle. Now, if I were to pick the five guys, I, I, your list is bang on. I think Luca is still ahead of, right? Who are the other p- point guards? Uh, SGA, technically, who are listed as right point guards. SGA, uh, Jalen Brunson, uh, Steph Curry, Darren Fox, Lucas, Lucas ahead of them, so he's got it. In terms of shooting guards, in terms of who's listed as a shooting guard, I think it's like who else is? Li- I'm looking at a list here, mm-hmm. and shooting guard you have Donovan Mitchell, Jaylen. Anthony Edwards, who I think is a is a year or two away mm-hmm. uh, from making that conversation, yeah. and like Dejounte Murray. 
like you have to get to the 32nd highest. I just listed it by points per game to make it easy. Right. The 32nd highest points per game is DeJounte Murray in terms of shooting right. guards. There's only three in the top 32. So right. shooting guard <laughs> is really something that that is it's tough because all these scoring point guards, right? 20 years ago would have been shooting guards. Right? Is it shooting guards phone or combo guards? Well, no, I meant you, there, that's no that's not an option, right? When you look right. at NBA.com, right. basketball reference, blah blah blah. You have to put them in a bucket of you have time. to put them into one of those five, which I think right. is grossly negligent, but that's the world we live in. Right. So there's not a lot of did I miss did I miss yeah, Booker? Did I miss Booker? Is he listed as He's a sh- uh, shooting guard for sure. He is I a mean, shooting guard, he, but he plays uh, the lead guard this, this year. year. Yeah, yeah. I know, he, I know what he is. He's listed right. as a point guard. So mm. when people, it's, it's funny because people will flip flop their arguments. Right? It's like, well, Steph's a point guard because he's listed as a point guard, and I'm like, but that's mm-hmm. not how he plays. Now, right. Donovan Booker, we all agree he's a shooting guard, oh, but he's listed right. as a point guard. So right. technically, this year. So it's just the point, the shooting guard position has become. I, I think in, it might not even be a thing um, anymore. And we might go to what I think, which is guards and forwards. You might keep centers. I think you, you keep centers because right. it's still the center right. position. But I think it's guards and forwards because is Giannis a, a, a power forward or is he a shooting forward or is he a point? Because he plays, he right. played a lot of point forward too. So I just, so if I had to pick five though, I will, let me go back to answer sure. the question. I would go Luca again, based on their rank, what they're, Listed as, I would yeah. go, right. I would go with the same five. So I, I think you're good with those five, right? We, and, go ahead, Jay. Well, when I, when, when, when Tom, when you talk about guys being listed, I mean, I think De- Demar Derozan is listed as a four man. Demar Derozan played all he the years that flops, yeah, I, but he, he was yeah. a shooting guard in, right. in Toronto. All, all the years that he played, all eight years that he played in Toronto, he played the two, and yeah. I always saw him as a two. Even when he got to Chicago and they had him listed at the four spot, I'm thinking, wait a minute, Donovan Mitchell, not Donovan Mitchell, DeMar DeRozan is not a four man. I thought that this season with the Boston Celtics, with adding Porzingis, I thought that Jason Tatum would move to his natural position, which is the three. I thought Jalen Brown would move to his natural position, which is the two. I thought that they would go with Al Hoffitt at the four, Porzingis at the five, and Derek White off the bench. That's what I thought that they would do. Because I thought that that would work. Not that it's not working right now. I think it's working great. But I feel like these guys, in terms of their natural position, I think that's what they thrive in. But I think that the game also today, when you're talking about guys being in positions, they still do stuff that those guys in those positions do. For example, Tone, Giannis at the four spot. As much as Giannis plays the point forward, as much as Giannis is the ball-dominant guy that he is, he still rebounds like a four-man. He still defends like a four-man. He still rim protects like a four-man because that's what four-man do. He's just advanced, so he's actually handling the ball more. He plays a little bit more on the perimeter. So more of a stretch four, but in a dirty work way, as opposed to just being a forward. He does do four-man things, just like Joker does five-man things, where Joker might handle the basketball and the offense runs through him like it did with the five-man back in the days. But the difference now with Joker is, is that, Joker still does, not the difference, I'm sorry. What Joker does as the five-man, he still does clean glass like a five-man. He still does try to rim protect like the five-man does. So Yeah, but he it, also drops dimes like a point guard. He's, yeah, yeah, and absolutely. He's, yeah, and he's hands-on all the time like a point guard. But did we do 
ball. I don't want to say ball dominant, but right. yeah, you're yeah, in the, the yeah, offense. Yeah. For a center, but, did, for but, sure. but did we do? But did we do that tone when Sabonis when he was in Portland? Did we talk to, about him like that? Even though Damon Stoudemire was the lead guard in Portland, we didn't do yeah, that. Sabonis, we, Sabonis, unfortunately, we didn't get the right Sabonis. We got, we got, we got old bad feet Sabonis, and if you right. look, he wasn't. We knew he could pass because we saw him in those Euro games, right? But when he right. came to the NBA, he wasn't. Was he? What was? What was his best year? Five assists a game. Like he never was that was guy. Good. Okay, six assists a game, yeah. right? Whereas you got Jokic, who's I think he's third or fourth. In, he's in fourth in the league in assists. I think he's averaging almost nine. Assists. Yeah, he's averaging almost nine the a game. Initiating the offense, right. shooting from the outside. Like I get it. He's a he's a, he's a unicorn, but um, that's what I'm saying. Is it's really tough. Because and to, to my point that I was going to say is I think the shooting guard at minimum, I think the shooting guard position is going to be gone. Like, I think it's obsolete. Um, it's just, hey, we got a couple of guards, right? Who's our lead guard maybe? is like, I don't think it's shooting guard anymore because there's just – I wonder how many shooting guards are even listed. Well, let me ask you this. When you say shooting guard, because I play off the basketball, how has my responsibility changed because I play off the basketball? Because – Running with a guy like Luca, for example. Okay, Luca is not a Luca is there's a difference between primary ball handler and the guy yeah. we run the offense through, right? We've already discussed that. So if I'm playing off the ball, how is my role as a shooting guard changed? Why does why does that role or why does that title go away? Because I am playing off the ball and you are looking for me as a shooter. It, yeah, but that's no one's doing that anymore. Sure they are. I mean, uh, Tim Hardaway's doing that. When Luca, Luca, Luca looks for him as a shooter. Luca looks okay. for Kyrie okay. Irving as a shooter. So when I think about shooting guards, Jalen Brunson, he is a he is a scoring guard. But this he's, year, but he's their, he's also their lead guard though. He is their lead they, guard. If you look at the traditional, which is you play off ball, um, you know, defensively, like get some steals, blah blah blah. That 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 role in the NBA seems to be. Disappearing. I'm not saying it's gone. Clay is a true shooting guard, and like his position. Clay is is more of a shooting. Yeah, Clay is more of a shooting guard, but they'll just put him as a small forward, right? Right. Yeah. Which is you just they're getting away from. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just you know we've talked about this when you look at the positions. You know, there's certain positions: point guard, small forward, center. That there's significantly more competition to be the best at that position, whether it be today, all time, doesn't matter in an era. Um, those are the three shooting guard and power forward are they're a little light. They're a little light, but I think it's also because shooting guards and power forwards are really, you know, they're like tweeners, right? You're not power forwards really is just you weren't big enough to be a center. You weren't yeah. you weren't you weren't agile enough to be a small forward. Right. So we kind of shoved you in the middle. Shooting guard is like typically you couldn't handle the ball well enough to be a point guard, and you're not big enough to be a forward. So right. but yeah. you know, you could That's score. You wasn't even shooting. Forward. Scoring guard, right? We call it the two guard, the off guard, the scoring guard, the shooting guard. It's not necessarily shooting. Oh, you could score, but you can't really dribble. So they're they those are really, and that's why I think those two positions are light. They were they were tweeners. So right. if we had to tweak, I guess the 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 lineup of five guys to this point guard matches the true definition of point guard the best. The shooting guard matches the true definition or the old definition of shooting guard the best. What would that lineup be? Even if it's not a top five player, top right. 10 player, who are the guys that come to mind for you, Jay? So Trey Young is the consummate lead guard today. So there aren't many lead guards that are like Trey Young. Even though he's a scoring guard, he's I think he's more of a distributor. Mm-hmm. And I think he's the most distributor of all the lead guards in the game today. Even um, Halliburton? 
I, yeah, I was gonna say Halliburton would be my traditional because because uh, I didn't watch that. I guess the game like you guys did as as right. these things changed. So I'm wondering, right. like, do you want a guard like Halliburton um, right. who's distributing and that's his that's only focus? But he's of course he's up yeah. his game when it comes to scoring. But like, right. but then Trey, do you want like Magic scored? And you guys say right. he's the best point guard of all time. So what do you right. want, and what matches the true definition? Right. So. The lead guard has always been a distributor first who could score. Magic was a distributor who could score. Stockton is a Stockton was a distributor who could score, right? Kevin Johnson, guys like that, Jason Kidd, Chris Paul, these are guys who could score. I forgot all about Halliburton. I'm sorry that I <laughs> yeah, forgot about no, Halliburton. It's okay. Yeah, I because because okay. he's the consummate lead guard, right? So if I had to think about a lead guard, I don't think he's best. I think the reason why I'm thinking about that, because I am thinking about it in the aspect of who's the best. Right. In terms yeah. of that position. And I think Trey Young at this point, if I had to go with a guy that's the consummate lead guard, it would probably be him. When I think about a two guard, I don't really see anybody that fits the mold like Clay, except for Donovan Mitchell, the guy that plays up Donovan Mitchell, who plays off the basketball, who scores it, who can also handle the ball and, and, and get other guys involved. Kind of like an upgrade of a two guard in, in today's game at the small forward spot. Just to just to the consummate three man that's Leonard when he's healthy. I, yeah. I, I think that the way he defends the way he, the way they go to him for buckets and the way he plays in transition. I mean, I think he's the consummate small forward at the power forward spot. Julius Randall, like the, the, the dirty work for man, the, the rough and rugged bull in the China shop, you know, beat you up. I would say Bam because that's why I think he is. I think Bam's really a four man, but yeah, probably Julius, probably Julius Randle of of guys that I'm thinking about. Just just a straight banger, a guy that's just gonna beat you up. And at the five spot, just the purest five in the league. I still think it's Joker. I do. I still think it's Joker. I do because I I I, I a guy who we run the offense through like Shaq. Like Lajuan, like Ewing, like Jabbar, like Chamberlain, they run the offense through Joker. And sure, he might be a better passer than Shaq. He might be a better passer than Lajuan, but he still does the other stuff that five men do. And to build your unit around a five man, I think it's him. So if we're, if you're going like traditional. And this just shows how each position has really evolved and expanded what they do, right? Because you're going to hear names that aren't in your top 10, right? Right, right. Halliburton, if I'm looking at a traditional point guard, Halliburton's that guy, right? Mm -hmm. He's, you know, leads the league. If you compare him to Trey Young, for example, I think he has one or two more assists per game, two less turnovers per game. He takes five less shots per game and, and scores five less points per game, which actually means he's, a more efficient scorer than Trey Young, but he definitely looks to pass first. So he's probably the more traditional point guard. Shooting guard, it is. It's Mitchell. It might Booker. Um, Really, when he's not handling the rock, your guy Steph Curry is really like that's that's what you want is a guy who you can just give it to the ball and he can he can he's a bucket like you know he can shoot it and hit it from anywhere on the court but also if you play him up if you play him up he's he's dribbling past you and doing that damn scoop um and, and just he's getting to the rim which drives me yeah. nuts um so, quick, less, so. but he's also the lead guard though Flip, so. that's why i said he's he's yeah. become more of the lead that's why i said if in a traditional offense he though, would right? be that guy 
Yeah. yeah. Real, real quick, Tom. Yeah, he was the third name I said. Yeah. Before you continue, Tom, why is everybody afraid to, to talk about Curry at the two guard spot? What, what's the issue? Because oh, if I you think about his game, oh, I know what the issue is. I'll tell you the issue. I've, I've said this a million times. No one wants him to be a shooting guard for two reasons. One, because he's listed as a point guard and right, whatever. Right. Uh, but he he has look. I'm never putting him over my favorite player. Never. But he has a legitimate case to be the number one point guard of all time next to Magic. Right. He, he, he's never going to surpass Jordan and Kobe. Right. At the shooting guard. So I, if I was a Curry fan, I'm calling him a point guard too because he has a legitimate conversation. Uh, well, that and also, Jay, that and also you have to understand, right, when, when Steph came into the league, he did play like a point guard. He was still putting up threes, but not at the level he, he is. And stuff. No, he's a shooting guard at Davidson. Played off, yeah, he played off no, the ball. No, I'm saying like when he came off. into the NBA, he played under Mark, uh, Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson tried to make him a traditional point guard, and it didn't that's, work. But that's what I'm saying. So that's what they needed at the time. That's what he right. was listed at. That's what they tried to play him at. And then, of course, his game shined through, and he is who he is today. I would say a combo guard, but I think that's why he's just Is it because the offense changed, H? Or because it's, cause I don't think his game changed much. I think they changed the offense to fit his game because that's what it brought success. Right. And and the other dudes that they had, of course, Jeremy I would, yeah, I would say they changed, so they, yeah, they changed exactly. all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so I think that just naturally is how it fell. And then other teams, I think that kind of caused a ripple effect of other teams trying to mimic certain copy aspects. Copy right. yeah. Just like mm-hmm. they did with the Spurs. So I, I think that's kind of how we've gotten to maybe the, the Warriors are a reason we are somewhat positionless when it comes to the guards, at least like we are today. I, I just should be clear. I hate that term positionless you because it makes, it makes Muddied. people think- <laughs> It, no, 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 no. It's, 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 it's just when you say positionless, people misunderstand it. And I know how you mean it. You mean there isn't traditional point guard, shooting guard, small forwards. That's what you mean by positionless. Which is, uh, yeah, which forward, is, I know your definition is correct. The reason I don't like positionless is because people with lesser knowledge think it means that you don't have a position or a role on the floor. You just do everything. And that's not true because. You can't play basketball if you don't know where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed right. to do. Yeah, that's just chaos. You right. have a role, class exactly. position. It's just not what it used to be. But that being said, with the Steph Curry thing, kudos to Mark Jackson and then to 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 uh, Steve Kerr because a lot of coaches would say, "No, this is the way I want to do things." Yeah. But if you have the two best shooters in the league on your team and a defensive big who can initiate the offense, change your offense. Right, change your offense. Let those damn dudes shoot. And Steve yeah. Kerr, you know, took that from Mark Jackson, just took it to the next level and let them do their thing. And that's why they were so successful. That being said, uh, I, I'm, I'm with you on Kawhi Leonard when he's healthy, right? Mm-hmm. Because the the small forward position traditionally was the Swiss Army knife. Could rebound, could defend, could score, could like could pass, could dribble. Like that's what that's what that is. He so and he can and he can do all that. Uh, power forward. I think like like a Sabonis is more of a traditional power forward, um, and that's why it says it could be guys. And then traditional, although he can still he can do other things. Anthony Davis is what you want in a center: block shot, rebound, defend. Like that's a traditional what you want a center to do. Um, now he has the added bonus of being able to shoot, but like Anthony Davis to me is like you know maybe to a lesser extent if you want to pick someone out of the top twenty like a Nick Claxton, right? Mm-hmm. It's Traditionally, centers are block shots, play defense. Occasionally, we'll throw balls to you into the post so you can get right. some dunks. <laughs> you know, that's, why, that's- um, why do you guys think that AD, because we've talked about this 
countless times where we think, you know, playing the four maybe is where his comfort zone is. Why do you think AD has struggled to fit in um, at the five versus maybe if, would he be more successful at the four? Well, I think that at the five, number one, there's bigger guys at the five and he's got to be stronger at the five, which meant that he had to beef up. And at the four spot, I mean, he, he, he's the weight that he's at now. He's played it that way for quite some time, but the position of four became less physical as time went on. The four man was Weber, it was Malone, it was Barkley, it was the dirty work guy. But then they started to move away from that. They they had guys like Chris Bosh, the more stretch four big, the, the, the more stretch fours, which Anthony Davis thrived in that. In addition to him thriving in that, he was also a great defender. So now you're asking him to move to the five spot where he's got to deal with bigger guys. Not only does he have to deal with bigger guys, he's got more responsibility at the five spot. And I don't think that that was his natural position. So I think he struggled with that more than anything. Yeah, at the five, you definitely have to defend more. Um, And listen, uh, uh, nowhere near Anthony Davis's level. But every Wednesday and Friday when I play, Right, I'm still one of the taller guys. I'm not mm-hmm. the tallest, but they, they, I'm, I'm a point guard. I want to sit outside. I want to mm-hmm. initiate the offense. I want to shoot. But like, they're like, hey, you're six three. Can you like go defend? You know, six foot five, uh, three hundred pound dude down low. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I just don't want to do it. Right? I don't, no, no, I don't want to do that. I can't. Do I don't want to. I, I'm trying not to get hurt. Right. Anthony Davis has that mentality too that he doesn't want to get hurt. I think he's he's he more he's more comfortable roaming around. And the other part is guys who are injury prone. Okay, guys who are injury prone typically are more prone to get injured when they are at their heavier weights, right? Cuz yeah. you're more likely to get hurt. So he feels more comfortable whether it's true he feels more comfortable at a lighter weight which is more conducive to him playing the four because, yeah. like you said, he needs to bulk up to play the five. And then, you know, maybe his knees, his ankles, his, you know, the, if your legs can't handle that weight, it's, it's, it hurts everybody. Right. So, yeah. so I think so, there's a bunch of good reasons why he wants to be the, f- the four. And when we've seen him succeed, right, it's been when he's had yeah. Dwight Howard, uh, JaVel McGee to a lesser extent earlier on when he had DeMarcus Cousins. Like, it's it, it's really good when he has a strong center next to him. Um, right. So I don't know why the Lakers aren't doing that, but, you know, he's that's when he's at his best. Yeah, yeah I guess that kind of is with, like, Wemby. I, I don't know if what Pop in the future is going to want to do with him, depending on how long he's with San Antonio, but is that – I mean, he already knows. Chet, I mean, we've already seen Chet put on some weight, and, you know, right. that just comes with age and maturity. But is that something Wemby, as we see guys coming into the league, is he going to have to, you know, go toe-to-toe with guys like Joel Embiid, Porzingis, mm-hmm. like these massive dudes? So is that – something that we worry about with him or do you think he'll stay at the four or play at the four and you know pop will utilize him in a different way to preserve that i guess well number one i don't think Wimby's going to ever be Giannis in terms of stature you know when Giannis showed up Giannis was i think he was under 200 pounds but he's, now he's, he's like incredible him. yeah now he's like the incredible yeah. hulk i don't think yeah. that that's going to be that's Wimby. genetics though i don't know right <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't think Wimpy's ever gonna. I don't think he's ever gonna look like that. But Tone and I have gone back and forth with this. Greek genes, but yeah. Tone and I have gone back and forth with this about about Wimby because I think that that's the future of basketball. Tone Tone's logic to me was that where are we gonna find all these seven footers? Well, guys like Wimby, 
These guys are already in the league. It's a bunch of six foot ten to seven foot two guys running around in the NBA. I think the difference is, is what Wimby's skill set, not just with his skill set. I do think he's going to beef up a little bit more, but I think that with his skill set, that's going to be the standard. And if you're seven foot, if you're six ten, you're six eleven, you're going to have to learn how to play like this. Otherwise, you're going to become obsolete. Now, the same logic with Steph Curry, Steve Nash, and Barbosa. And those guys, they were doing it. Curry and, 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 and Clay took it to the next level. That's what you're going to have to do if you're going to have to be able to play. The, if you're going to be able to play the guard spot in the league, you're going to have to be able to do this. Well, if you're going to be in the league and you're going to be 6'10 to 7'2, you're going to be have to, you're going to have to be able to handle the basketball. You're going to have to be able to stretch the defense. You're going to have to be able to rim protect. You're going to have to be able to do all of this stuff like that. And if you can't do it, something like that, I'm not saying that you got to be Wimby. Just like with Jordan, when Jordan showed up, before Jordan showed up, Tone see me, I'm 6'3", 6'4". I was the two guard. Here comes Jordan. He's six foot six. This is what now the two guard looks like. And now you got to play. You got to be an athlete. You got to be able to jump this high. And if you can't, you're going to become obsolete. I think that's what Wimby's going to do for the NBA moving forward. The, the, the only... And the reason I disagree with him on this... Uh, first, let me go back to your Wemby thing. Wemby, I think, is going to be at his best when he's a four is he playing the four now or is he playing the five Uh, right now they're they're moving around everywhere i wasn't sure what he was like technically playing but he plays the four yeah i don't know what he's listed as but they're purposely putting him everywhere but i think you're going to want him out in space you're going to want him guarding the pick and roll because he could probably guard both of them at the damn same (laughs) time so (laughs) he's so long so you don't want him having and you, you know i think he'll be at his best when he has a big defensive five next to him so that's that's the Wemby part um in terms of the what he what was what was jay was saying do you know what the odds are to make the nba now i don't know the exact numbers i don't know the exact numbers but it's basically you have a better chance of being struck by lightning twice yeah. twice than making the nba you know what the odds are if you're seven foot plus it's less than that actually Oh, it's significantly less. If if you're seven foot plus, you know what the odds are? Like less than one percent. Wait, really? Because that doesn't make sense. It feels like that should up the odds because there's way less people that are yeah, seven no, foot plus. I mean, above. yes, the odds are better. The odds are, oh, the, odds, yeah, yeah. the odds are significantly better. In fact, if you're seven foot or taller, your odds of making the NBA are one in ten. So one yeah. in ten already in the NBA. How many more can we get on top of that? What's the problem t- typically with tall kids? injuries yes injury yes that that's that's the one that i was going to get to second oh, they're not coordinated but they're not coordinated so yeah. to get a, so to get a, you're already at one in ten and now you want them to be skilled uh, you know being able to handle the, the 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 rock being able to shoot being able to pass i just yeah. think i think we're asking a lot when the odds are already one in ten now will there be more yeah because right now we probably have when we talk now i was talking seven two and taller um, we already have Chet, Wemby, Bull. Bull can do it, although he's got some deficiencies in his game. But we already we've never had, you know, we've had yeah, Sean Bradley, right? Right. Yeah. right. We've never had like there's three to five of them now in the league. So there'll right. be more. I agree with Jay that there'll be more, but I I don't see there being one on every team. Yeah. Like I I think that's 
if we get to that point, man, who basketball? Well, be- unless our unless our scouts get better. I mean, this is going global, yeah. and you know what's gonna you know what's gonna help that is. I mean, um, you know, basketball is 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 everywhere now. Training's getting better. Even like Wemby's regiment, which was crazy from however old he was when he started. Like the, I mean, people are getting more serious about it. But yeah, I don't know. There's enough to go I for. Think, I just think teams. it would be great to see. I just. But then again, hey, the world's population's grown by two billion people in the last twenty years. So if we have another billion extra people, yeah, we probably will have some. Like like you just said, Tone. I don't think it's going to be every team, but I think at minimum, every other team is going to have one. And for every other team that has one, every maybe one in every four teams is going to have an awesome one. I think that's the future of the league. That might be clear. clear. Don't get me wrong, Tone. I'm not saying that, that the league is going to have a bunch of Wimbies running around. No, Wimbies, absolutely not. No, there's the, uh, not going to happen. But yeah, no. you, should, you should put that back up, actually, because oh, yeah. it's interesting because a guy like Ralph Sampson, right? He was seven three seven four. Who and he go watch his highlights, guys. Go watch his games. Right? Unfortunately, there wasn't a lot of them because of injuries. He could dribble. He could pass. He could. Shoot. He was. He was doing this 40 years ago. Um, Sean Bradley. Everyone picks on Sean Bradley, but actually, go watch him. Um, I want to say at BYU, I think is where he went. Go watch him. He actually could handle the, he, but then he, bad feet. Um, and then, and the, and the part that I, and here's the thing that I don't like about this. There's a guy, and I'm going to keep singing his praises and not just because he's from Canada. There's a guy at Purdue who's the college basketball player of the year. He's going to be probably college basketball player of the year two years in a row, uh, who's seven foot three, seven foot four, can hit the mid range, can score inside, can block shots, can rebound, uh, can pass. And people are passing him up because they're like, well, he can't shoot the three. They quite literally say, oh, because he can't shoot the three. Who gives a damn? Like, he can do everything else at an elite level and defend. Man, whoever, whoever he's going to be a steal in this year's draft. And whoever gets him is going to be very, very happy. I already told you, Tone, number one, he's going to fall into your lap. In oh. I believe he's going to yeah. fall he's into your lap. I'm not, I'm, I'm not on a page about need, that. We need one. We need and a if second. anybody has heard me in the past when I first talked about Wimby, that's who I compared him to. I thought that he was Ralph Yeah, you Sampson. have. You have. I, that's who oh. I, when I first saw him, I was like, that's Ralph Sampson with a better handle and a jump shot. When yeah. I first saw him, that's exactly who I thought he was. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to misconstrue my point that, you know, the NBA is going to be full of, no, what I am saying though, is I think that's the future of the NBA. I think and, that's and let's be clear. awesome. When I said Wemby was going to be a bust, what was the only reason why I said? Because he wouldn't hold up. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the yeah. only thing that I, that's going to stop him. Hopefully I'm wrong. I was right about Zion at first, and he's starting to come around. Hopefully I'm wrong. Yeah. I want him to play 20 years. It would be phenomenal. I mean, on what he's already he doing. Here's the thing, though, Tone. I, 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 am, I am of the belief when, when guys like this come around, it can't be bad because we don't we haven't seen guys like this almost we, we see guys like this every like generation so we got Wimby who shows up now so before him it was Duncan and 10 years before Duncan showed up it was David Robinson so like we don't see guys like Wimby show up so i think that it would be ridiculous to think that a guy like this who shows up who's very rare is just going to break down Especially when he's the future of the game. I don't think so. I hope not. I mean, he's already been fantastic this season. Um, he's in so many conversations, actually. I, I I mean, we could go into it. I actually saw somebody post, you know, no matter what Wimby does, 
he could be one of the best defensive players. I ever. think he's going to be the best defensive player in the game at some point, H. I do. I, I, in addition oh, to being the best, in addition to being the best player in the game, I think yeah. he's going to be the best defensive player in the game. I don't. He is where he is right now in his development. He's just basically like a track star who just runs fast. He doesn't know how to run yet. He doesn't know how to get out of the blocks. He's just super duper fast. Once he actually learns how to play defense, when he understands angles, which he doesn't get, and as good as he is, he understands angles. He understands when to block shots. He understands when to turn guys away, when to turn down blocking shots. Now, I know that this may sound ridiculous to some people, but there are bigs who turn down blocking shots, not just because they're in foul trouble, but to get in, a, to get in an offensive player's head, just to let them know that they're there, just like a, just like a, a linebacker. We'll turn down a sack just to get to the quarterback, just to touch him on the shoulders to let him know I was here, just to let you know that I was here and to generate that doubt. So a guy like Wimby, with his skill set defensively, once he learns how to rebound better, how to rim protect better, how to defend at the long ball line, which angles to close out at, I think he's going to be the best defensive player in the game at some point. And I'm an Evan Mobley guy. Anybody knows me knows I'm an Evan Mobley guy. But I believe that Wimby's going to be the best defensive player in the game at some point, and he's going to be that for a long time. Yeah. Um, fluent, I don't know. I might have a glitch here. So if I um, freeze my bad, <laughs> sorry about that, you guys. But I'll uh, host. I know. Speaking of some of these bigs, uh, you guys noticed the, the, the topic of today's show. Why is the NBA media anti Takumpo? Because I've heard a lot of conversations. Can you say that? Anti Takumpo. What's his name? No. I like it. Anti Takumpo. Yeah. Anti Takumpo. That's very clever. No, it was very At first, I was like, you guys can't spell. And then I was like, oh, nice. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm just saying all over the place. Now, here's where I want to differentiate between the narratives that come with the the NBA, where where we saw obviously last postseason what happened with Giannis. There's a narrative surrounding that. Okay, that's a whole team. But I also want to take the individual of who Giannis was. Even you mentioned it, Jay. Last year, you thought that Giannis was the the best offensive player in the league, and then you watched Jokic, and your mind changed. So I kind of want to like dig a little bit deeper into what's happening with Giannis because when I read the MVP odds, okay, we've got Jokic at the top, no surprise there. Joel Embiid is number two, which I I don't know about that. Shea's the other one that I'm hearing a ton. Shea, Jokic, and then Luca, and then at five we have Giannis, which is. I don't know what the decline has been or if there even has been. Has it been team mishaps, which is kind of causing the the narrative around Giannis to change? But I do think that Giannis gets a lot of disrespect, and I'm not really sure where that's derived from. So maybe it's something that I just haven't, you know, been watching enough. Who, who, are, the, who are the top three again? Who are the top it, three? Jokic, Shea, I'm disregarding Joel because he's injured, and then Luka is number three. No, no, keep, keep Joel. Um, tell me who the number two is on those teams. Uh, Max Maxi for mm-hmm. the Sixers, Billy. and then mm-hmm. uh, I guess Jamal Murray. Mm-hmm. Jamal Murray is the number two in in, in Denver. Yes, he is. Who's Giannis is number two? Damian Lillard. That's why. But even before that, that even that, last season, that, that's this this year, that's part of the reason. That's 100%. part of the reason. 
100%. But even last season, Jay, you said your mind started to change around Giannis. And this is before the postseason even came. Right. This was when you were seeing Jokic. So what's right. changed in, in Giannis's games? Because he's still, I, I mean, I can look up his stat line, Chad, if you guys right. know, I'll look it up. I think he's, 30, he's, I think he's 31, yeah. I think he's 31, 11, and 6. Something and like that, 30, and that's 30, 11, and 6. Yes. That's sharing mm -hmm. a court with Damian Lillard. Mm -hmm. Like, I think you have yeah, to factor that Yeah, they were also the highest scoring offense for the first until they, until they fired Adrian Griffin. Yeah. Um, they were the top yeah. offensive rated team. They were either first or second in points per game. So, mm -hmm. uh, and they and they don't play defense anymore. Yeah. Um, now it's starting to is. get better. It's starting to get better. Um, but you know, when you look, when you actually look at his game, not his numbers, right? Are it's you not picking? sexy. It's, it's not, not. It's not. It's not. Yeah. The aesthetic. The aesthetics on on television. It's not. It's not easy on the eyes for a lot of people who don't watch basketball. So, with and, and on top of that, which shooting hasn't gotten better. In fact, in some cases, it's gotten worse. I mean, the and the fact that you know he's a Euro, so that doesn't rub. Well, no, because right Jokic and Luca, I think but that, that the, but but know, the the, the, the difference the difference with him being it's not just the fact that he's a Euro. Tone, if we're being honest about it, oh, not only is he a Euro, he looks like me. If he he's was from Chicago, Chicago, right. If he was mm. from Chicago, we'd have we'd be having a completely different conversation about Giannis. If he was from New York or if he was from Miami, we'd be having a completely different conversation about him. But the fact that he wouldn't be this nice though. No, he wouldn't be. Nice guy. <laughs> when 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 we when we talk when we talk about the best players in the game, the postseason matters. And that matters to the NBA because they're looking for a guy that they can put on that mantle and keep them there. When you're not there consistently and the nba is actually pushing for you to be there it makes it hard for the nba to keep that credibility when they're picking guys so with a guy like Giannis, with a guy like Giannis, who sure he's in the postseason he gets hurt against miami in 20 in the bubble and they get smoked then the next year they end up winning the nba championship and the year after that they get bounced in the semifinals and then last year he flames out meanwhile his game is still fantastic at six foot ten, six foot eleven. Handles the basketball with the best of them. Finishes at the rim at an all-time great rate. Right, a, a, a really good-looking guy, so he's good for so he's good for TV stuff like that. That stuff matters. But when you're not going deep into the postseason and the NBA is pushing for you, and you're not doing that, it makes it difficult for them to continue with their credibility. As opposed to having a guy like Jordan, like James, like Curry. Guys that are going deep into the playoffs and staying there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you. I just think that there is, like, so much love around Giannis. And now even a lot of the media that I see come about come out about him is just negative. And I, I don't know. Well, he's also, let's be honest, he's also gotten frustrated. Right? He started to snap at some people. He started to do some things. Yeah. Like, he's also... That nice guy guy. I like that. Where, like, where, the where latter that incident what, what happened to him, yeah, like, The nice guy he was talking about. What happened to him? He's getting... I think he's frustrated because I, I think he wants to win. I think he's frustrated because, like, the world the world just kind of sucks right now. Let's be honest. Like, um, you know, you, you know, everybody's, like, so sensitive. And, like, you say one thing and they, like, even if it's factual, they're, like, they get their Pardon my, fr no, I don't, I won't use that Panties term. in a wad. Panties in a wad. Panties in a wad. No problem. And, and it's like, dude, like, let it go. So I could see his frustration because there was a time where, like, you could, like, 
and it's different outside of sports. Like we, we can have a discussion. We can have a debate. We can yell and scream at each other and then be like, all right, cool. See, see you tomorrow. High five. Right. But it's like these other people are like, you're wrong. I disagree. I'm going to kill your family. And it's like, whoa, whoa, take it easy. You know what I mean? It's just people are so people are so weak because they hide because they can hide behind a screen. Right. And or a keyboard. They're real tough. They're real cool. Right. Except when you see them in the street, like all they want to do is, you know, hail you up. Right. And so I, I could see the frustration being. I'm nowhere near his love. I could see the frustration as a celebrity being like for Albert Einstein. I'm sorry. I'm going to give you a story. I'm sorry. Um, Albert Einstein, right? Did this experiment. He went to a university and he wrote the nine times tables, right? So he's like nine times one equals nine, nine times two equals 18. And he does them all. He does them all. He gets to like nine times nine and he puts 80 and then he goes nine times 10, 90. And everybody starts to giggle and laugh. And he's like, why are you laughing at me? Right. And they're all laughing. And he's like, right. And they're pointing to the nine times nine that he put 80 instead of 81. And he goes, really? 10 equations on the board. I got nine of them right. He didn't applaud any of the correct answers. But and this was him back then. And he goes, but you found that one that was wrong and you made fun of me for it. So now amplify that as a celebrity. Amplify that with social media. That's I, can, I, I get where yeah. the, I get where the nice guy went. I get where the nice guy went. Yeah. It gets to be corny. Yeah, it gets to be corny at a certain point where, despite how good I am, I mean the fact that Giannis represents three percent, three percent of basketball players all over the world that can make it to the NBA. Three percent. Mm. That's it. All, all on the planet. I don't think you have a, of basketball if, players. Of basketball, if you if, if you if you line up a hundred guys, if you line up a hundred for every one hundred guys you line up, only three of us are going. The other ninety-seven are not. Yeah. That's for, and, and and it's thousands, millions of basketball players on the planet. And a guy like Giannis, who has been great for the game, have you seen Giannis's mugshot on Sports Center? How about how, how, how about how about him smacking up chicks? Bunch of different, bunch of different kids by a bunch of different women. Nope. No, the dude tells dad jokes in press conferences. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I, absolutely, I think that's fantastic. The dude tells dad yeah. jokes, and on top of that, he's an effing phenomenal basketball player. On top yeah. of that, but what do we look for in this guy? We look for all the other stuff that's wrong with him instead of everything that he is is what's right yeah. with one the world and two with basketball. Can I, can I tell you something? Because I you said I know you said three percent of basketball players. Okay, I just you know what percentage of of people on Earth are in the NBA? I think one, on the one Earth. Percent. No, it's got to be like point zero. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Oh, check wait, this out. Check wait, this out. Wait, wait, out of like what? Just, I just did the math. I just did the wait, math. Wait, wait, I just wait. did the math. Point zero 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 six two five percent of the world's population. Like five zeros. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, come on, man. That means ninety-nine. That means ninety-nine point Yeah. Give me a break, yo. Ninety-nine point nine 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 three eight five can seven eight five Excuse me. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So I guess that was just my point. As you know, and Giannis is a top 
three player, top four player in the NBA. Um, so I just think it's so strange how NBA media in total has kind of just moved away from giving him credit, but we're still seeing LeBron get, who's still a fantastic player in the league. And of course we know everything that comes with LeBron, but you know, and he, any LeBron post is going to get tons and millions and millions of view. I, I get, I get how it works, but yeah, I just think we need to give a little bit more love to, to Giannis and understand the, the Damian Lillard and obviously the coach situation, right. but it's just been interesting. But uh, Fluent, I, I am curious in your mind right now, who is the MVP uh, because Shea has now been thrown into that conversation, and for good reason. But do you think he really, without having any postseason – I mean, it is a regular season award. But do you think Shea should be in that conversation, and would you give him the MVP? He absolutely should be in the conversation. Um, if I'm being biased, he absolutely should win. Um, but I think, you know, good Canadian kid. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, like, look, anyone who's in the top five is in the conversation – do I think if I had a vote, would it be for him? If I take the bias out? No. No, I probably have him third. Um, but that's why I say he should be in the conversation. I, I think this is still... I still think it's Jokic's award now, now that Embiid got hurt. I think it's Jokic, It's it's Jokic's uh, award to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he has truly become like the best player in the NBA. And, and don't let the record... Don't let Denver's record fool you. Go back and look at every NBA champion, what they did the following year. I challenge you to find many, if any, that won more regular season games the next year because they know what's important, right? They 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 they, they know where when they need to turn it on. And you're gonna see come March, April, no, yeah, March, April, May, you're gonna yeah. start seeing a trajectory that's different for those guys and those teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't let the record fool you. Like this dude has. You know, it was it was no, maybe he's in the conversation. Yeah, he's the best player in the league. He's just yeah, he's okay. he's done, gone through it. He's there now. Um, but well, yeah, give, give FGA his love, man. Give give Luca his love. Give Embiid his love. Give Giannis his love. Give these because you know what, and and no, no one ever believes me because I'm always defending the old heads. But if you remember in my debate when I told you the best era of basketball, if anyone remembers, I said now um, yeah. we have ne- we are so lucky to be watching basketball right now because there are s- there's no one face of the league, but man, there are so many phenomenally good players yeah. that if LeBron were to retire tomorrow, we're good. Like we're yeah, good. Exactly. Like there's, there's so much great basketball. Well, Tone, isn't that since you brought that up? Well, wouldn't that be a good thing to not have a face of the league? Because yeah. what oh, we do, great. right? Because if then we, there's if, a competition. Well, not only a competition, H, we actually get to see the other guys who are awesome as opposed to just we're focused on this one guy. This guy is the face of the league. He's the best player in the league. He's the most awesome. In the process of him being the most awesome, we forget about all of these other guys who are also awesome. And that kind of throws a monkey wrench in the rest of the league because – you don't get to market it like we like you need to because there's a two guard up in Minnesota. I don't know if you know him. His name's Anthony Edwards. He is fantastic. But if we too busy paying attention to Joker as the best player in the league, you don't get to see him, right? There's this guard that plays in Oklahoma City. I don't know if you ever heard of him. His name is Shea Gildas Alexander. This guy is phenomenal. But you too busy in Philadelphia paying attention to Joker. I'm sorry, paying attention to oh, Joel Embiid. Yeah. And, and, and you don't really pay attention to these other guys. When- now, let's be clear. Sorry. 
they do have something else going against them, though, is that that they're an OKC in Minnesota. Like they they do happen to be in really small markets. But and they've as, made those places relevant, though. As much as they basketball a basketball relevant, as much yeah, as right. people say the internet and the global blah 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 blah, there is still not as much coverage, press, accessibility to those small market teams. There's still like no offense um, to Indiana. Um, the All Star Weekend was in is in it was in Indiana, and some of us yeah. had an opportunity. To, to go and most people kind of said nah I'm not going but if it was in Vegas New York Chicago Miami. LA Miami, Miami I'm there <laughs> that's not a knock to Indiana that's not a knock to Minnesota that's not a knock to those places it's just listen Toronto's not a Toronto's the third biggest city in North America and it gets no love right just because of the the stigma of what where it is and and what and what's going on so that's the that's tough for ant that's tough for sga because there is still uh, that uh, right people always ask why is this right. team on tv so much they stink uh, I, I'll, it's the city they live in that's, that's right. what, that's what. Um, imagine that like that imagine that for trivia just so you guys know in north america toronto is the third biggest city Behind what? New York and Los Angeles? I didn't know that. Uh, uh, actually, my bad. It's fourth because in North America you have Mexico City as well, so it's behind Mexico, Mexico City, City. Right? Mexico City okay. is. I thought I thought Mexico City was actually fourth. So in Canada and the U.S. Yes, yes. It just right. it, it it fights back and forth with Chicago. Right. So, how many babies not soon. Each day. Not for, anymore. For for, for, yeah. for for Toronto to be that big a deal. Hey, little bit. How are you? Hello. So for 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 uh for Toronto to be that big a deal and to be that big of a city and have so much culture there and I actually have a really good basketball program in the Toronto Raptors for them not to be taken more seriously than they are is is crazy to me it just is you know it's the, it's the igloos and polar bears um it's only cold in Toronto like it ain't freezing cold in Chicago <laughs> like it, like Minnesota <laughs> isn't further north right <laughs> you know you know how far south Toronto is by the way People don't know longitude and latitude. We're about the same as um, Portland. How about that? <laughs> but, all right. since, since she froze, uh, what was? Um, do you want to? I don't know. Do you want to just? Do you want me to send the link and see what our people got to say? Is there another topic we were supposed to get to? Sure. Let, let, let's talk to some people real quick, and then, we'll get, right. and, and, then when, and then when H comes back, we'll get back to our topic. So yeah, let, let, let's I'm, I'm going to send people. her out. Yeah. Um, and then I am going to copy. Yeah. Let's, talk, let's talk to some people. I'm this. down to do that. Sure. Let's definitely I think, talk. I to think Claire's going to join us. She's in the chat. Okay. Because, I, like I said, Tony, I, 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 I think that Giannis, as good as he is, he should be a he should be a bigger deal than what he is. 100, he should be. But the fact that the the, the fact that the postseason success that he's had has been minimal according to NBA standards, because they really do want to make him the face of the league. They really do, even though he's a Euro. Yeah, they they really do. They want to make him the face of the league. But there's circumstances that just they can't trust him because, again, with the postseason, with, with, with the problem that he's having in the postseason, they can't really push that like they want to. They did the same thing with Jason Tatum. They want to make him the face of the league too. He's got to win. He's got to win a chip. Yes, he has to. The second, yes. he wins, the second he wins a championship, you're going to see him plastered everywhere. Oh, um, absolutely. 
Claire, how did you book a playback at the same time as our show? L. Claire. Um, one of the other topics while we wait for people to jump on uh, was, does the driving to the free throw ratio really equate for the Lakers? Does the driving to the free so, throw So apparently there's a, there's a stat out there that says the um, – Driving to to the driving to the rim, um, yeah. the Lakers do it the least in the league, but they get the most, uh, the most uh, free throw attempts. Free throws. Yeah. Does that matter? Well, yeah. I mean, it, 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 it is the Lakers. It, it is, in the words of Big Ops. Better. It was her question. It, it What's is my question? In, in, the, in, the, uh, in the words of Big Ops, the free throw ratio really equate for the Lakers? Oh yes. So sorry, Jay. You keep well, finish your thing. Well, I was just thinking that in in the in the in the words of Big Ox, it's the Laker Media Cartel. Why are the Lakers on TV? Why are the Lakers on TV as much as as much as they are? Why do they go to the free throw line as much as they do? As why are they the beneficiaries of the things that they're the beneficiaries of? Because the NBA is where it is right now, and they need teams like the Lakers to stay relevant. And in order for them to do that. We got to get them to the free throw line. We got, we have to, don't get me wrong. There are going to be calls that go against the Lakers, which I know everybody hates, but for the most part, they do, they, they do what they can to help them. Can I give you some stats? You know, I love math, math, skip ball. Here we go. The 2024 Lakers, when they get 25 plus free throws, they are 16 and six. When they get 30 plus free throws, they are seven and three. When they get 35 plus free throws, they are five and oh. Um, when they get less than 25, 13 and nine, less than 20, six and eight, mm. less than 15, they are one and six. So when they get less than 25, they are on a 35 win pace. When they get 25 plus, they are on a 58 win pace. They and need free throws to like, win games. You need to get to the line. Yes, yeah. they need to get to the strike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's like, need to get to the strike. So this was, I guess, the premise for this because I saw another thread on Twitter where they were discussing the free throw differential. And we've talked about this, especially me last postseason. And mm-hmm. I get the I get the aspect of, of their size. And so with size, with driving, um, getting to the rim, you're gonna obviously have a lot more opportunities compared to, you know, maybe a Warriors team who's a bit smaller and isn't getting there as much. But then I look at other teams, maybe OKC, maybe the Timberwolves. Um, I don't know. You guys can drop some other teams that are a bit bigger. Um, But those teams aren't getting the same amount. And so I just wonder, yeah, like, is there truly a bias, uh, truly a, I guess, a even a referee bias towards these teams, or is this just how the Lakers play and we need to drop the, the antics about the free throw differential? Well, it doesn't because, oh, hurt. One that. last thing, one last thing. Because LeBron came out last week and that's where he said, well, the one game where they didn't get the amount of free throws that he wanted, uh, and I still think they got a, a good amount. It wasn't just what they're used to, and he complained about it. Well, like I just said, there there isn't, one thing that you said that I think was was wrong, but it doesn't hurt that the Lakers got James on their team. So I think we'd be having the same conversation if he was in New York or if he was yeah. in Miami or if he was playing for the Clippers. We'd be having the same conversation because James has that sort of gravity. James yeah. has that sort of gravity. I, 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 Tony and I had this conversation a while ago. H, did you know 
that in 2018-2019 in season, when the Lakers missed the playoffs, ratings were down almost 52% when he was not in the playoffs. Yeah. Now, we're talking about James, who's still one of the best players in the game. The NBA needs for the Lakers to be in the postseason because it's bad for business when they are not. Just like the just like the NBA needs for the Knicks or the Celtics or the Lakers to be good because that's great for business. These basketball cities, these bigger markets, that helps grow the NBA and that helps keep that helps keep the NBA relevant. However, when teams like the Lakers with LeBron James aren't very good, that's not good for business. So we definitely have to do something to enhance that. So the Lakers are the greatest franchise in NBA history. That that's not a hot take. Um, that's why you know they're royalty, which is why they have a king on the team. They are a team that has the second highest population, probably the most fans in North America, probably globally, are Laker fans, right? When you look at the Hall of Fame, they've got more Hall of Fame players in the history of the NBA. They've got probably more, yeah, they've got by far the most top 10 players in the history of the NBA. I think like 60, 70%, depending on your list, um, are Lakers or have played for the Lakers at some point in their career. So when we say, why do they get free throws? Well, they're also very smart, right? What do we say about LeBron James? Oh, high basketball IQ, high basketball IQ. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he understands how to get a foul call. He will post up and get a foul call. He will teach his friends how to post up and get a foul call. And when they don't, and when they don't, he is smart enough to complain about it. Because what happens when you can complain about it on Tuesday? Guess what happens on Wednesday's game? Well, now they're aware, even if it's subconscious, that, oh, yeah, they were saying that they're getting this and that. So now the refs are more aware of it. Like I said, even if they don't realize it, why do you think you do that in a game? Why do you think coaches get a technical at halftime complaining about a certain play? It's because they know in the second half now the refs, again, even if they're unaware of it, are going to pay attention to it. So that's all smart basketball. You might not like it, right? But that's factually, it's smart, it's whatever. So, you know, the driving to the, to answer your point, driving to the, driving the lane actually means nothing. And again, I'll give you something from my, from the youth team that I coach. I have a player who drives a lot, gets hit and gets, and gets, you know, knocked down. And he always gets up and he's, you know, whining about, uh, not that they didn't make, give him a foul call. And right. I said, it's because if you go, if you drive the lane and fade, you're not getting the call. If you drive the lane and turn in, you'll get dip your shoulder, right? And get fouled. Then they'll give it to you because if you're fading, it's looking like you, you initiated contact and you went away from the contact. So you're not going to get the foul call. So, so that's why I say that's irrelevant because it means nothing unless you know, like no offense to Steph Curry, but Steph Curry drives the lane. Is right. he getting a lot of foul calls going to the free throw line? No. Why? Well, because he's a smaller player, and so right. he doesn't want to get hurt, so he fades away when he does it. Makes sense, but that's right. why you're not going to get a call. Now, you probably don't want him dipping his shoulder and going in because he'll probably get hurt. Um, so right. those Actually, you're not you're not going to get that foul call. Teams that shoot a lot of threes, we know that you don't get fouled on a lot of threes. So there's so many other factors that go into it that when you look, like any stat, if you just pull up one thing and say, oh, well, they drive less than anybody else, and they're getting the most free throws. That's BS. And then you're not watching basketball. You're not watching basketball. Which is which is, which is an interesting point you just made, you just brought up, Tone, because I remember vividly, like it was just last night, I'm watching the Knicks beat the Bulls in game two of the Eastern Conference Finals in 93, and they basically roughed the Bulls up. And I remember Phil Jackson saying in the post game, 
They played their style of ball on their on their floor. They're not going to play that style of ball on our floor. What is that? That's talking to the officials going, well, just so you know, you allowed them to play this way in their building. Well, when they come to our building, you can't allow them to play that way. And it's not a coincidence that the Bulls shot more free throws. They got to the free throw line more. So that's definitely an adage. That's definitely an adage to boosting your unit. 100% it is. No question. It happens, about it. it happens on every level. And again, not to bore you with all my youth basketball stuff, but I was in a game on the, on the weekend on Sunday and they were reaching in and at halftime I went over to the you know to the ref and played Mr. Nice Guy and you know hey buddy that I don't know if you noticed but they're doing this a lot. We got seven of them damn calls in the second half, right? When we got one in the first half. It, it just now it's on their mind. You see it more. It's like if you buy a red car, go drive around your city. You'll see more red cars than you've ever seen in your life. Right? Yeah. It just it's in your head. That's all. Just, but who which I mean that's a interesting aspect too Flint. Uh, is like the the coaches rapport with the refs and even past that. So, because Darvin Ham, I don't think he has great rapport with the refs. So that can't be a factor when it comes to the Lakers. Well, but, but James does. James does. Yes, James does. But you don't, no, I agree you with you. So what does that say though? Yeah, you don't about, need your you don't need your coach to do it when you but have Steph has is one of the most well respected players in the league, and right. if one of the most recent stats that he had, I and I can't remember. I literally posted it. Um, I think he got three free throws out of like after he scored 96 points or something and had three free throws. Does that even with Steph's game? Because you can't say he does drive, he does do all these things. There is bias against some players versus uh extra love to others. And I think there is bias and also this oh. like I said, that style of play of fading away from it, shooting a lot. Like, I understand, but reputation 96 right? to three. Does he have a bad reputation? reputation? No, it's not that it's a bad reputation. Is if you have a reputation of fading away from contact and and not shooting a lot of free throws, you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt. Whereas if you are known to like Demar Derozan, Demar Derozan isn't a crazy athletic, you know, uh, fan, fantastic player, but early on he initiates contact. He started getting a lot of free throws, and you look in his peak, right? He was a free throw merchant. He was getting to the line like crazy because the reputation built over time that, oh, he gets fouled a lot because of blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. And and it just continued a lot on reputation. You see guys, right, getting foul calls, not foul calls um, because of their reputation. Even the guys are making the fouls, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm no, sorry if I'm, I'm sorry if I'm a little quiet right now. Cleveland was down 12 with two minutes. They just cut the lead and they just took the lead. They're up two on Dallas. They went on a 15 and three run in the last two minutes. I'm sorry if I got, I, I kind of got a little thrown off the track. What's the score now? They're up two. I want to know what the argument is about DeMar DeRozan not being crazy athletic. I didn't say he wasn't athletic. He's not crazy. He's not John Moran. No, no, he's not. He's no, not he's not Brian athletic. No, he is not. He's athletic, no. but he's not. He's an athlete. He's 100%. not like, he's, he doesn't come to mind when you think of athleticism. Yeah, when I say no. he's an athletic player in the league, like him or uh, not him. Allah, like, right. Oh, did you just put the link in the chat? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, okay, I did. I, I, I was literally doing that. So thank you. Oh, so yeah, you guys, um, if you guys want to jump up or leave, I see you in the chat. I know you always have some <laughs> something to bring to us too. Um, so feel free to join you guys. I'm going to read this really quick from FIFA. Uh, H, how do you feel about Curry going scoreless in the first half against the Dubs? Luca would never. Well, um, 
Luca's yes, never won a ring, FIFA. So let's start there. Luca has never won anything in his entire career. And let's be honest, he's not going to play as long of a career as Steph Curry. So why don't you guys work on winning something? And then we can talk about Steph going scoreless. <laughs> Steph had 10 points. They're going to win this game. And a win is all I really care about at this point. And let's just, are we just going to ignore the multiple 30 and 40 point games that Steph has had this season at the age of 35? So. Not about the, I, I, how about him? Go, how about him? How about him going scoreless? How about him going scoreless against the Houston Rockets in the playoffs and then scoring thirty three in the second half, and I'm wait, winning the game. How about that? Wait, wait, wait. We do need to. We do need to address this, Haley. What? We heard. We heard. Oh, I, was the, I was on the panel, and uh, Cam Newton came up, and we heard that you and Brock Purdy had some hired thugs go out and start start some trouble because you're mad that he called out Purdy and he was right about him. Um, but you were mad about that. Is that is that factual? Did you guys make that happen? No, yeah, I mean, it was something we were trying to, you know, no, we didn't. keep under wraps for a little bit longer, but apparently no, got we out. No. <laughs> we're not admitting to anything. What are you doing, Age? No. I mean, they, they, they've no. discovered us, Jay. It's time to discover no. me. You didn't need eight hundred million. She snitched no, on. She gave it right up. What are you doing, Ace? Just gave it up, like no problem. Like, hey, what are you I, doing? I, I, I'm a people pleaser. What? I'm not gonna keep oh, secrets. No, we didn't do that. No. <laughs> Never tell her. Um, oh my yeah. goodness! Oh, she just gave it up. Like, yeah, we did that. Yeah, no problem. So well, we know who not to. We, we know yeah, who not to get an interrogation room. We know for a fact who not to get an interrogation room when it's on because H is just gonna give it up. I'm never yeah. telling you anything. <laughs> Nothing, Tone. Do not. I admit it's right, a off, word. right off the bat. Oh um, my goodness. But yes, uh, the whole Cam Newton thing. Obviously, uh, that was interesting. And I look. I'm not. I like. I went off on Cam a little bit. I used to love Cam. I still, you know, Cam is is what Cam is. But. Um. Yeah. Thoughts on that situation? I'll bring up Leaf too. But did you guys see that video of him? I just have a. I, I just have taking a six on time. one. I I, I. I said this. Tom was Tom was on the panel that day when I said it. That I don't think people realize that was out. That what, was out of pocket. I don't. I don't think people realize what six six two hundred and fifty pounds looks like. They don't. They don't. I, I, I don't think they know they what don't. it looks like. Jay, that's literally the guys behind oh, the screen who think they're yeah. big. And they go to actually see what it is in real life, and that's yeah. what you get. You and, 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 and not just. I heard. I heard that Cam was talking trash to them, though. No, no I, mean, I don't I mean, think. But 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 uh, I will say this: trash talking goes on at his camp, and it has been going on for quite has, some time. There is. There's not not. There's some footage of kids saying, "Yo, where oh where uh uh where where's a uh, uh uh Miller at? Where's a Von? Where Von Miller? What happened in the Super Bowl? It's a whole lot of trolling going on." Over make sure there, you have man. your like. Make sure you have your cam. No, leave you're good, but make sure you have your camera on if you guys want to get on, just so I can see you. We can't have you on if I can't see your camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, no, not you, Leaf. There's somebody else. Leaf, we know you, so you're good. But Damara is very athletic. Uh, if you want to turn your camera on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but uh, the thing, the thing that I wanted to talk about on that front, since we're on the Cam Newton uh, topic, um, another thing, I'm like, yo, the battery that's put in the back to like insult these athletes is is kind of crazy. I mean, yeah. no, don't get me wrong, I do it a lot, man. I'm, I'm guilty of it too, man. I'm guilty of shooting a whole bunch of players in the foot, man. You know, it, it is what it is. But, um, but the battery that's put in the back to do it up front and center at they camp. 
live and direct, man. Like if you look at all of the disrespect, I'm looking at all of these players that got podcasts that played um in the late '90s and why Jordan would, and they got all this energy for Jordan they ain't have back then when they played him. I'm looking at all of it. I'm like, yo, where was all of this energy, bro? Like I'm hearing Rasheed. Well, why would you go to someone's it's camp? Why would you if you had? I mean, I'm, hearing, I'm hearing Rasheed Wallace talk about how overrated Jordan was as a defense. I'm like, yo. Where was that energy, bro, when you saw him? Where yeah. was all of that then, bro? Like, I'm like, so see, that's that's like somebody, that's like Chill Town being like, we as we know him, and then somebody from, man, from, uh, Jersey, from Jersey City that he probably ain't seen in years talking about now. Nah, he wasn't that dope, but he ain't had that energy back back when he was in Jersey City. I'm like, yo, dude, what are you talking about? Yeah. Come on, man. Like, that's it's, it's wild disrespect. It's wild nasty. And since I'm up here, I'm gonna get nasty in a minute, but um, with my list. But um, but it's it's kind of crazy, man. I, I think the media, the mainstream media, is a part of that. They did the same. They did the same thing to Kwame Brown. Kwame Brown actually pulled up on somebody, and was looking for the smoke. Um, that, that was talking about him the same way Stephen A. was talking about him. And um, the Pelicans actually responded to uh, Stephen A. for uh getting on uh, I saw that. On, uh what's him call it. Yeah, yeah, it's just the, the Pelicans was actually uh they responded to uh, Stephen A. I I, I know y'all yeah. saw that video where they responded to Stephen A. Because um he was making fat jokes about Zion, who's who who was a part who was one of the main reasons why they won eight of their last nine before that point. And he's talking yeah. about it's not about his game; it's about how many burgers he's eating. It's about how many chefs is calling him up and all of this, man. I'm on yeah. what what's like. It's disgusting out here, man. The way like people could like sway your minds. I've I've seen Mars do it on the um on the podcast plenty of times. All of a sudden, Mars don't believe in Julius Randle. All of a sudden, whole bunch of whole whole bunch of people that follow in the chat, man, they don't believe in Julius Randle. So, so well, you know what's interesting, Leaf, is I agree with you. This is something I actually just took a week off for the most part, social media, because I needed a break. And something that I've noticed is like, we like these little quips, right? The, we adopt these little quips when it comes to, especially NBA media, but any media, politics, government, anything. And right. um, we recycle the same narratives, the same jokes, the Giannis jokes, the Zion jokes, the Steph jokes, uh -huh. the LeBron jokes. It's like, at what point <laughs> are we gonna like grow up as a culture? And and just talk basketball. It's getting disgusting. We, we, and these we, are we, children. We, we, the, the kids no, are the not, worst. We're not. We're not. We're you not, know. You know. But these are grown men with real lives, with families, and like the death threats, all this stuff. I mean, it's always been around, but I think we're. I agree with you that the recycled jokes, even Stephen A. using it because he knows it's going to get views. It's like it's stupid, and it's it's over. It's I mean, but because the, the, here's here's the thing: the clipback era is is such a big. It's such it's yeah. such a big money grab. It's such it, it's a big money grab. It's a big attention grab. It's a big everything grab. The the clickbait era is that real. Whether it's YouTube, yeah. whether it's short videos, the clickbait era is that real. I don't care how old you get. I don't care if you're my age. I don't care if you're your age. I don't care if you're as old as these two jokers up here. If the clickbait era is that crazy, you could say almost anything that would would uh, uh, trigger or relate, or if it's funny enough. If it's catchy enough, if everybody could get on board with it and everybody sees the same thing that you see and, and you have that following and if you have that uh, grasp of, of the attention to, to grab an audience as much as 10,000, uh, 100,000 people, all of these subscribers and all of these people that are subscribing to you, guess what? They all going to gravitate to it. That's the yeah. internet.
yeah, the yeah. internet they, listen they, they, listen when they say the chat and the uh the, the comments is undefeated they are what you gonna what you gonna do you want listen if it had been me i couldn't be in the nba with, with all this money because i'll be putting money on people's head and they talk about me i'm like nah, nah i'm dead serious man i'm like yo you can't talk about me i got kids out here man like yo i want him that name right there hack that ip address find him i need to know where he go to school all that yeah it's scary everything I'm, I'm doing dirty stuff but um I had a list. I wanted. Uh, I actually wanted to reveal. Damn. Got it. <laughs> Damn. Oh Got it. Well, That's well, what you who, get, Luca. Got yeah, it. Yeah. Where you at now, FIFA? Max Struess oh, wow. just hit. A, Max Struess just hit a fifty-five footer to win it. Twelve Game point, over. Game 12 over. Lead. Twelve point lead, and they lost. Game Step. over. Yeah. I mean, to win it. God, I mean, well, well, I, well, that that game was pretty up and down. When I was watching, I was in on. Um, wow. I was in. I was in the. Uh, 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 the the uh, the um. I was in the uh, 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 playback, and I was wow. watching that. They brought me up to kind of watch the next game, and but then they took me off because the next was garbage, or whatever. So I'm, I'm like, all right, whatever. But um, yeah, yeah. But that was an up and down game. Um, uh, yeah. Shout out, shout out to the Cavs, man. They gonna go in the playoffs. They gonna do nothing. And yeah, that's all right. It. Uh, Fifa, you want to drop your list really quick, and then and then uh, please, please, we'll probably. Cavs going to the NBA final. You you don't you don't even believe that. But I, I, you, don't even believe that. you don't even believe that. Why are you lying? Cavs going to the NBA final. You lying on camera, man. Come on, man. Stop that. Cavs going to the NBA final. Game got it. They, 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 you I don't believe, believe that, look, look, look. Um, yeah, I'm gonna reveal that. But, hey, I'm gonna reveal that list tomorrow of all of the pl- all of the all time defenders that I'm taking over Scottie Pippen, bro. Like definitely, bro. I'm I'm. It's a whole. It's a long, long list. Long, long list. Hey, since I got you, since I got you guys here. Since I got you guys here. Uh, long, long list. Oh, no, this is gonna be good. I didn't, even, well, I didn't even get to the. I'm only gonna do the all time people. Yeah, first. I didn't even get to the. To the I want. I want now. I want this now. I want you to rank these ten players. Can you do it for me? I, I can do that. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Here's 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 the list. Here's the list. Andrew Wiggins, Drew Holiday, uh huh, Anthony Davis, uh huh, Askel Siakam, uh huh, Kyrie Irving, uh huh, Clay Thompson. Mm. Dwayne Wade, Pau Gasol, Scottie Pippen, Tony Parker. Well, uh, what we ranking them all time? Okay, I, um, okay, Scottie Pippen is dead last, so like we we getting him out of the way right now. So um, Scott Scottie's dead last. Um, Tony, we just had this conversation just yesterday too. I got I got I got uh, I got eighty top five somewhere in that top five. I got Kyrie somewhere in that top five. I got Clay somewhere in that top five. He's the only he's the only person I like on Golden State, so I got him in somewhere in that top five. Probably Prince. Um, who else? Uh, who who else you had? You had uh Pascal. Did you, Pascal, did you, guys, get, did you guys get the ten? Haley, Jay. This is for yeah. this. Is the, 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 the listen to Leaf talk about Scottie Pippen. There's a reason why people don't take him serious, yo. That's why people don't take you serious. I'm not for that, for that, for that reason right there. That's why people don't I, take I, him I'm serious. I'm gonna just give you everything about. that you already know about Scottie Pippen. He was mentally weak. We all know that. He was That's mentally right. weak. Right. Mentally weak. And and you can't roll the eyes about That's that. True. He was mentally weak. It was true. You don't gotta take my word for it. Just go ask Isaiah Thomas in the Pistons. Just go ask the Knicks. It was easy to get him out of games. It was easy to frustrate him. Easy. Every everybody knows that. Number two, no, everybody bro, doesn't. I don't know that. Oh yeah, yeah. A lot of people know that. Bro. Number two, bro, like his defensive prime. 
I, me personally, I give them to like maybe I give them to like '89 to all the way up until Grant Hill came in the league because Grant Hill was smoking them every time he seen. Them. So, so like that, that that's that's easy. Um, number 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 three. Stop right there. Did you know that Grant Hill from 1994 when he showed up in the league uh-huh. to 1998 when the when the Bulls won the NBA championship for the last time? Did you know that Grant Hill averaged 22 a game against Scottie Pippen? You know how many 30 point games he had against Scottie Pippen? Two of them. That's it. You know that Scottie Pippen averaged 22 a game against Grant Hill? Uh-huh. When he played against them those four years when they went up against each other? Okay. I just want to put that on your mind. So go ahead. I'm uh, sorry. I mean, no, no, that's good. I'm not because I looked I, it up I, too. I, I, I just want to put that on your mind. I looked it, I looked it up too. But like to, to have somebody that just came in the league uh during that time putting up 22 8 and 8 on you, bro. Like, yeah, you're, 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 you're nah, we're not taking your shit. All right, chat, chat. I got him somewhere in that late top 10. I got D Wade top three. I got D Wade top three. I got Tony Parker. Um, that's if they plan today. Is that, is that what I'm understanding? Is, is that, if they're playing time. today. No, just it's no, just all time where you would rank them. Just all time where you would rank them. I got is that Tony Parker right there? That's Tony yeah, Parker? Tony Parker. It's Andrew Wiggins. It's Drew Holiday, so you don't get confused. Anthony Davis, Pascal Siakam, Kyrie, Clay, Dwayne Wade, Pow, not Mark, Pow Gasol, Pow, uh, Scotty Pippen, Tony Parker. Ooh, ooh, this is a list. All right. So um, so we definitely got Scotty at 10 for sure. Um <laughs> number nine, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Pascal. Number eight, I'm gonna take Wiggins. Number seven, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Gasol. Number six, I'm gonna take Tony Parker, who has the uh, same exact uh, playoff resume as uh, uh, Steph, by the way. Um, number what? five, I'm- not the yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, H, 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 I'm, you're out. I'm booting you out, actually. Like, I'm going to click bye. Oh, my. Sorry. I am not doing this right now. I'm so sorry. The reason why I was quiet, because I was waiting for Tone. I'm like, Tone, how long are you going to listen to this before you shut the door on this? Oh, I will listen. I will listen. I will listen to Flander all day. My goodness. Because I'm, I'm, I was about to blow a gasket, but I forgot who it was. But I'm thinking to myself, there's no point. There's no point. Oh, there's no point. No. There's, there's, there's you know, no point. You know what I like about me? You know what I like about me and I like about Jay? When when introduced new information, we will we will change our minds. Day, yes. Jay, Jay have, you changed, your, have you changed your mind yet? No. Really? Even when no. even with Tex Winters telling you? The guy who changed even, the rule. Even even when Tex Winners said the same thing that Larry Brown said. That's not what he said. Oh. Okay. Just <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. Uh oh, sorry. Drink more I, water. I, I, yeah, you don't you said we're not allowed to talk wilt anymore on the show. No so. more wilt. No more. Not for, give code. us a few I months. Talking, I was talking Maybe in code. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Drink more water. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Bucks having the 10th best defensive rating in the month of February? They have been 11 since uh, Doc coached his first game on 129, not to mention holding Charlotte to 26 points at halftime. I think they're up uh, about 35 right now against Charlotte. Yeah, I, I think the, I think the Milwaukee's up 35 against Charlotte right now, which, in the words of Tone on his soundboard, we do not care. We do no, not care. No, we do not. Mm -mm. I do not care because this crew is as 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 falsified as constructed as they are. This team is built to. This team is built to win the NBA championship, and this team isn't built to win it. That's what Giannis was looking for. He's looking for a team to win the NBA championship. So the fact that you go from being, I don't know, twenty second in the league in defense to eleventh in defense. I don't care. I don't. And the reason why I don't care is because when you get to the playoffs and you got to see the Miami Heat in the first round and Jimmy Butler is pushing you around, you moving up 10 spots in February doesn't matter to me. I don't care. Well, at, at one point, at some point, um, these guys are who they are, right? Like I saw who they were for 60 games. 10 games isn't going to sway my opinion. So at some point, what happens? Snap back to reality. That's what's going to yeah, happen. Unless it's a, a a more consistent on a more consistent basis, we see that going to March, April, May, then sure. But I I don't. Do you think? Do you think, with the exception of, do you think they're just playing a little bit harder for Doc because they really didn't like Adrian Griffin? Um, they they somehow learned to play defense. Have they changed the schemes that quickly? No. <laughs> right, like no. It's just they're playing a little bit harder. It, it's it's the what we would call the dog days of the NBA season as well. Um, you know, after the All-Star break, there's there's that lull. So you watch. Come uh, If they're doing this in April, we can have a conversation. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be doing it in April. Me neither. So Yeah, too early. Um, but thank you for your super chat. Uh, oh, thank you. I don't know. Oh, no, maybe not. But I love super chats. Member love. Member for 12 months, drink more water. That's dope. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, did you? Did you guys see Max Strews hit five threes in the clutch and a half-court three buzzer beater to beat the Mavericks? Not just five threes, five straight threes. Five straight threes. And Dude, and wasn't it you, Jay, that said you didn't, you weren't high on Max Strews? The fake shooter is what I call him. I got that from uh, Dub. The fake shooter. Don't yep. listen to it's, Dub. No. The, the, the fake shooter. Is, and, and what's going to happen, H, and, and the reason why I know this is, wait, I'll give him, I'll give him maybe two more games. And I'm gonna get a two four eleven game from him. Oh, I'm but gonna get a one. I'm gonna get a, a one for ten game. That's he's, what I'm gonna get from him. Every every shooter that's not a like superstar is streaky. That's why they're yeah. not superstars, right? They're not consistent. Yeah. So that that doesn't that doesn't surprise me. What's what worries me is you know I'm I'm gonna go be on. I'll be on the court. I'll try to hit you guys up uh, around twelve thirty tomorrow. I'll be on on the the Raptors court. Uh, shooting around with the Mavs, and um, hopefully they're not in a bad mood. Hopefully they're in good mood. It's gonna be tough. Why are you laughing? I don't know. I don't know what. I feel like I'm in a different dimension right now. For real, I'm I'm 100 in the matrix. 100. We are in the matrix. What's right? happening right now? Yes, we are in the matrix. H, do not think for one second. Yes, we are in the matrix. 100. No question about it. Tom is actually going to he's, he's going to work out with an NBA team and 
he could possibly be signing a 10-day deal with, I don't oh, no. know. No, I want to get in a bad mood. That'll, that'll ruin my, my – if I sign a 10-day, it'll ruin my – it'll ruin my draft. ruin my draft. Just making – I'm just trying to make sense of this whole thing, and and I'm, and, and it's just not making sense. It just isn't. So I feel like I'm in a matrix. I do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, hopefully I get good internet service on your phone. Hopefully I get good internet service on my phone, and I'll tap into the panel if they let me in. Um so when I'm when I'm you know when I'm on when I'm on court it'll be fun. No, that's that part I got. But who's gonna be upset? Like who who, who do you hope isn't mad? The Mavericks because they got because they just got some, lost a tough game oh, against the Cavs. I thought you were talking about like your son's team. So I thought you were going to like oh. take the kids to go play on the Raptors. Oh. you're going to play with the Raptors. The Raptors, Raptors. No, I'm going to play with. I'm going to go Mavs. shoot around. Uh, no, I'm going to oh. shoot around with the Mavs. Yeah, he's going to their that's practice dope. to go shoot around with the Dallas Mavericks. That's fire. Yeah. I am also no, taking I'm also taking my team to the game. We have a big day planned. Yeah. They're gonna come, they're gonna come, they're gonna come, they're gonna they're gonna get to play on the court. Uh mm-hmm. we're gonna go uh right across the street. There's this place called the rec room. We're gonna play some video games for a couple hours and then we're gonna go back and watch. My son is obsessed. He wants to get his Luca jersey signed by Luca. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Because they're they're the maps, right? They're like the yeah, they're the, yeah, they're the maps, yeah. 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 Uh, FIFA. Surprised you returned. Uh, Andra one five seven eight nine. Uh, is this Czech? Czech Republic. Well, thank you for the twenty. Uh, I don't know what they are. If they're euros or uh, I have no idea. Thank you. Um, forty five nine and fourteen. Luka Doncic masterclass ruins. Oh, you have forty five. Damn. Wow. 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 Luka is awesome. What can yeah. we, what, 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 what what can we what can, what can we say about Luca that has hasn't already been said about him? He's a champion. Right? That's it. That's the only <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, an, he's an MVP. Yeah. He's, he's a been, MVP. He's, he's, he hasn't been there yet. Mm-hmm. He's all first defender, all first team defender. There's a lot of things I could say about Luca. Yeah, right. It is. So I mean, what I mean over the last couple months, they've made some moves, obviously. Um, at the trade deadline, what is the what's the missing piece for the Mavs? Because I don't think any of us have them going to the finals this season, and and we could be wrong. Anything's possible in the West, but what is what's going on? Like, is it just that the Nuggets are so, you know, they kind of loom over the West right now that anybody that matches up with them, especially Dallas, I think would have a really hard time against Denver. But yeah, what's the problem? You you want to know what the problem is, H? This super yeah. chat right here. Why is he doing this much? He shouldn't have to do 45, 9, and 14 in order for us to win. He shouldn't have to do all of that. Why is he doing this much in order for us to win? Now, don't get me wrong. In terms of a talent, you already heard what I said in the beginning of the show. I think he's the best league guard in the game. 100%, I believe that. I think he's the best league guard in the game. He shouldn't have to do this much in order for this team to win. The fact that he dominates the ball as much as he does, the fact that he play makes as much as he does the fact that he scores as much as he does that offense needs to change and the ball needs to be taken out of lucas hands a little bit more and these other guys need to be involved and do their jobs without having to rely on luca as much as they do 45 19 and 45 14 and 9 38 19 and 7 he shouldn't have to do as much as he's doing james is a prime example of that in 2009 James led the, led the Cleveland Cavaliers in points, rebounds, assists, blocks, and steals. 
I shouldn't have to do that much in order for us to win. That shouldn't happen. And the same logic goes for Luca. And it's not the logic that he doesn't have help. He doesn't have help. Because Kyrie Irving is fantastic. Tim Hardaway Jr. is one of the best long ball shooters in the game. These this front line that they have with PJ Washington and Gafford, some of the best dirty work guys that they I think this is the best front line in terms of dirty work guys that he's had. He shouldn't have to do this much in order for them to win, though. That's the problem. All right. So so let me let me let me say one. You you mentioned Gafford, who you know I love, uh, played yep. seven minutes. So there's yeah. something going on there if he's only playing seven minutes. But the team shot 53% from the field, 43% from three. Like what's missing? Why are they not winning? They're not playing defense because although they yeah. shot 43% yeah. and 43, I think, um, they allowed Cleveland to shoot 53% from the field and 50% from three. Yeah. So so this is a win. You know, most times, but you gotta also you gotta get a stop. You gotta get a stop. You can't have Max Struess, you know, draining five threes and a like. You just you can't. You can't have it. Like I didn't see them all. I was watching, you know, looking back and forth between the show, Um, but I didn't see them all. But I'm assuming they're hopefully someone tried to play some defense on him. But when you got your your starting lineup, Washington goes five of eight. Lively goes four of four. uh, Kyrie goes twelve of twenty four. Luca goes 17 of, of 29. Green like everybody's making their shots. They're all doing what they're supposed to do. Um can't I, slow I, anybody down though. Defense. It's defense. You can't, right? you can't slow anybody down. Luca shouldn't have to take 29, almost 30 shots in order for us to have a chance to win. For, for all the for all the skill, athleticism, like everything, every the bag that everybody seems to have in the positionless basketball, blah, blah, blah. If you can't get a stop, you're still not going to win. You have to play defense at some point in the game. And they didn't. And they didn't matter. Um, Hornets have 39 39 with five minutes left. If you want to come up, you have to make sure your camera's on if you want to Oh, just let them come up. Stop. Let's have your finger on the trigger in case you... Oh, he's gone. We got weeds out the weird ones. We've seen this movie before. Yeah, I mean, just dealt with it. Didn't you guys on the... Or somebody, I think it's open gym. So I, I'm not taking. I gotta see. No, we we've been down that road. We've been on that block before. We ain't going down that road again. No, turn the camera on. Just let us see your face. Let us know who you are exactly. But they always leave because they don't want to be shown. Eighty-four, eighty-four, thirty-nine, with four minutes left in the third. That's actually embarrassing. Yeah, Milwaukee smoking Charlotte right now, destroying them. Charlotte, I love Brandon Miller too. Just so you know, Charlotte. Just so you know, Charlotte. I've taken my name away because the New York Knicks are going to make the playoffs again. I am now available for the Charlotte Hornets to take over your GM role. I promise you this. I won't make the same deal as with the Knicks, but I will promise you this. Every year that I am the GM with the exception of the first, we will be in the play-in every year. Minimum. Minimum. Minimum at the play. Hmm. Mm. I like that. I like that a lot. Wait, chat, before I bring the super chat, I want you guys to drop... <laughs> Drop who Fluent is in the NBA and drop who Jay is in the NBA. What are their NBA comparisons? Mm. Well, I just won a game for the Cavs, apparently, because that's what I'm doing. I'm I'm hitting mm-hmm. five for the game. <laughs> hey, they might sign you, though, since they're struggling so much. But you can't do defense, can you? The you Hornets? The Hornets no, or the Cavs? The Mavs. Oh, the Mavs. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd fit right in. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you don't have to play Tone defense. Sitting on, Tone sitting on the long ball line when Luka getting off the pill. I will say I will say this. I will say this. 
I've I've been playing. I know it's against old old dudes, but I've been playing a little bit of defense lately. Been playing a little bit of defense, getting my quick hands in the passing lanes. Hence okay. the term a little bit, H. Little, yeah. little none. Which is not on one play. Which is not what we need no. for the no. for the Dallas Mavericks. We need a lot, and that's not going to help us. I, I would lead them in. I would lead that team in steals. You would lead that team in stolen really? money. That's what you would lead them in. <laughs> that's the only steal that you would lead them in. That's it. You know, so, you know what's sad, Jay? You know what's sad, Jay? You know that, but you'd also know that I'd, I'd give some to you. So you should be my biggest – you should be my I'm biggest ad- – I'm advocating. I'm the I'm the I'm the brother on the sideline. Like, okay, my brother's about to go on stage, and this is going to be bad, but he's going to get paid, so let's do it. I'm down. Let's go. Let's go get him. You should be yeah. my high head. Who and his Josh hair is in Chill's hair? <laughs> Who's got the most – we have the list of the draft. Like, who has the most second-round draft picks? This season? Oh. Yeah, um, I couldn't sick. tell you who's got the most second second round draft picks. No, I don't. Okay. Oh well. Mm-mm. No. Uh, <laughs> today. And even if they and, and even if they did have a bunch of second round picks, no, really? they're not doing. That. Come on. Uh, Why not? Mm-hmm. What Steve Novak and him James Johnson? Are you crazy? These are terrible comparisons. Those are terrible. Uh, okay. Um, somebody said Brooklyn has. They think Brooklyn has the most second rounders. Uh, let's see: Toronto, Utah, San Antonio, Portland, Milwaukee, Minnesota, Memphis, Portland. Yeah, Portland has two. Yeah, Portland. Portland. No, Portland only has two. Indiana has three, and they're all at the mm-hmm. end: fifty-two, fifty-four, and fifty-six. There you go, Indiana. Make the right choice. <laughs> You know, you know what, you know what that means, though, Tone. I don't, I don't know. If, I, 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 I don't know if you know this, Tone, and I'm, I, I, I'm sorry to break it to you, but we are going to have to move to Indiana. So we clear. Nah, yeah. nah, I'll commute. You, you're not going to be. Wait, did you guys? To, did you guys get Twitter? The remote. one kid, the kid who flies from like uh one side of Canada all the way to the other side of Canada to save money on rent because the flights like combined for like twice a week are cheaper. So you could do that. You could do that. What? Or you that's could live not, like no, that's not crazy. So he, just, so, he li- so he lives he, on the other side of the country. Yes, and he flies like whatever four hours or I don't know how no, long no, that flight so is. Check this out. Listen, 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 Linda. Check this out. Yeah. What What would you think if I told you the so the two biggest cities are Vancouver and Toronto, right? Yeah. Right. I'm gonna just you can pick any number you want. So a an a, the average, which means some are significantly higher, some are lower. So average. Mm-hmm. What do you think the average rent is for a two bedroom apartment? In Vancouver and in Toronto, I'm going to go in Toronto, being the third largest city in North America. I'm going to go for a two bedroom at minimum is twenty two hundred. I was going to say three. Okay, I, live, uh, I know how I live in a yeah. Okay, and and what about Vancouver? Vancouver, which is out west, which is even nicer. I'm going to go three stacks for a two bed. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The average. And I'm telling you, it's not nice. The average is 3,500 in Toronto, 3,600 in Vancouver. It is insane. So for someone to say, I fly four hours on a flight that probably costs them two, three hundred bucks, and they can live somewhere that's probably fifteen hundred bucks a month. Yeah, it probably. I think he lives at home. He's only like eighteen, but it was to university. So yeah, I mean, you add all that up. Uh, I used to to tell people all the time. I don't even understand why I ever had a when I was living in. in San Francisco, actually both in San Francisco and in Denver. I never, I never understood why I even had a place. I was on the road 25 days a month. 
I'm like, mm-hmm. I should have just rented a place like, or, you know, stayed in a hotel for five days that had, you know, laundry service because I really just went home. Right. And then yeah. bounced. And, and then bounced. Right. Just live in a, like a van or something. That's what a bunch of people do these days. It's too expensive. Um, hey, Duke, have Duke said Signal Hill. You knew I used to live. I used to work in Signal Hill. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't uh, yeah. Anyways, that's funny. I don't know if you knew that or not. Maybe I've said that before. I didn't live there. I, I yeah. But anyways, keep going. Um, Back, okay. Vintage gamer out again. I, I was just him. Him. Uh, the Trib one. Why are the Bucks not better than everyone else in the East? No one fears the Celtics. They have two lefty. They trip all uh, all over themselves. Just because you ain't afraid of nobody doesn't mean that they ain't gonna whoop your ass. What the hell does that have to do with anything? The fact that you're not afraid of them. Nobody's afraid of the Bucks. You want to talk about nobody being afraid of them? Indiana's looking at the Bucks like we definitely can beat them. In fact, the Bucks are the only team. I literally just had this conversation earlier today. There is not one team that I've seen. I, I think the guy, the guy that I brought up was Charles, Charles Barkley. Is the is the only guy that I can remember that was a top five player that teams were looking at, going, "I think we could beat them." Up until him. I can't remember a team that a top five player that other teams were looking at going, we can definitely beat them. We want them. Nobody is afraid of the Milwaukee Bucks as a unit. Nobody is afraid of them. Nobody is looking at the Milwaukee Bucks like, man, I don't know if we can beat them. Indiana is looking at them very much like that. Not only is Indiana looking at them like that, the New York Knicks will be looking at them like that. The the, the Boston Celtics already know that they can beat them. So, there's nobody that's looking at the Milwaukee Bucks. When you talk about being feared, nobody fears the Milwaukee Bucks. So you could chill out with that logic. I'm good. I'm take it. I want to take this a step further before you address that. Um, yeah. There isn't a team in the East that anyone's afraid of, with the exception of, and they, uh, which is Miami. And the only reason they're scared of Miami is because they know Miami it doesn't matter what they do in the regular Miami. season. Right. It right. doesn't mean it's in the playoffs. Right. They can beat us regardless yeah. of who they are. That's probably the only team people are like, I don't want to play them in the first round because right. I, I don't know what they might get bounced in the first round or they might go to the NBA final again. Every other team, I think Indiana thinks they can beat the Bucs. I think the Bucs thinks they can beat Indiana. I think the Celtics think they can beat the Bucs. I think the Bucs thinks they can beat the Celtics, the Celtics and the Knicks. I think everybody right. else thinks they have a shot. I think yeah. the only one they're even worried about is like, I don't know what the hell Miami's going to do. That's the only one I think they're like, I have no idea who they are because they'll walk in no on the tenth, right. They'll roll up on the 10th seed and, and then go to the NBA final. Like we have no idea. That's the only one. That's the only one I think they're scared of because they're unknown. Not but even because. Yeah. Is that not like a good thing? Because I feel like over the past, especially like five years, it's been like, okay, these three teams are the best in the East and they're going to come out versus the West has been so scatterbrained. Like, Maybe even more recent, like four or three years. But now it's kind of like, we're, are we evening out here? Well, which one is it? Which one is it? This is this this. I hate this this conversation for this reason. Yeah. In the seventies, everyone was like, "I the seventies sucked." Uh, there was a different champion every year. It they oh. they were they were all garbage. They were all garbage. Really? Well, that's where we are today. And it's oh wow, there's so much skill, there's so much talent, there's so much parody. Parody. Yeah, I think it's a good thing. Is it the same thing? Yeah. It's the exact same thing, Tom. We've had a different champion over the last five years. Yeah, we don't have a over dynasty going years. on right now. Right. Like y'all, don't, y'all don't respect the past. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. We've had a different champion over the last five years. With that defense that you bring up, drink more water, they've beaten the Milwaukee Bucks these many times. 
just so you know. I'm like, I actually, I actually, I'll tell you this though, because someone, the reason I thought about it is because someone asked me about dynasties. I love dynasties. I love dynasties. You, you're telling me ba- football wasn't more fun when it was Cowboys 49ers every single year? It was good for the game. And, I, was, and, 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 and H loves dynasties too, because she would love to see her Warriors back in the NBA Finals for the third time in however many years. She would love to see that 100%. So unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen. But we'll see. I mean, to, to say that, that, that dynasties aren't good for the game, they absolutely are. Because it, one, it gives us a glimpse into what greatness is and number two when they go away everybody loves it like they're finally gone yeah. oh, but that's the thing they either, they either become heroes that everyone right. just like like the bulls in the 90s say what you want although there were some but for the vast majority with the exclusion of like nick fans everyone became like a bulls fan not me but the 90 the the, the majority of people became Bulls fans in the 90s because they were so good. And then there comes a point when it's like, okay, now who's going to beat them? I hate those guys. Who's going to yeah. knock, you know, when is David going to take out Goliath? And it be, it brings people together first in fandom and then in kind of this, hey, let's 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 knock them down. Right. And I think that's good when it's, you know, it's funny. Everyone hated the Yankees, the evil empire. But guess I what? Still do. Still do to this day. Everybody loved watching baseball when they were those guys. You know what I mean? Like because it gives you so, it gives you something to be invested in, even if it is the hatred of that team. It's yeah, it's yeah, fun. It's, it's like yeah, yeah. yeah no, like, I agree. I love I love when I run into Minnesota Viking and Detroit Lions fans because we don't hate each other that much. But like we what? all, we must hate the Packers, right? Like we, <laughs> yeah. like we can all yeah. be band together. For that hatred of the Packers, and it's you just it's, brought it up, Toad. You absolutely just brought up something that I was about to talk about. I was not a Chicago Bulls fan like that, but man, in 1991 when they played against the Pistons in the East Finals, it was like being from another neighborhood. Like, wait a minute, I'm coming with you. We getting rid of yeah. these guys. Yeah. These guys, yeah. we got it. We getting rid of them. And if that means I got to come with you guys, we getting rid of them. They got to go. Yeah. They definitely have to go because we can. I cannot watch the Detroit Pistons be the NBA champions for a third straight year. No, yeah. we got to get rid of these dudes. So I'm rolling with you guys. We're getting rid of Isaiah Thomas, which kind of made me feel bad because I was a big Joe Dumas fan quietly. He was Everybody liked Joe Dumars, though. Everybody, Joe nobody hated Joe Dumars. Nobody hated Joe Dumars. quietly? Yeah, Joe Dumars. Because, because I absolutely oh, because hated, hated the Pistons. 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 I hated yeah. them. But I love yeah. Joe D. But with yeah. that being said, with, with that being said, Jordan was coming into who Jordan was coming into. Scottie Pippen was turning into what he was turning into. But the Pistons were nothing more. As, as, as good as they were, they were such bullies. And they just basically bullied the block. And it was time for them to go. As good as that. But we completely forgot, you know, H, Detroit had a damn good team. They were awesome. But we yeah. forget. You get so invested that. in hating that yes. you forget oh, the talent. We forgot how yeah. awesome they really were. And they had a damn good team. But man, I was like, yo, when they saw the Bulls in the 91 final, 91 East Finals, I swear I could have been, I wasn't even from Chicago. But when during that series, I was from Chicago. I was like, we getting rid of these dudes. I'm rolling with you. We getting rid of them. You asked me if I had a rant, and you just reminded me of something when you said about the when you when you brought up the Pistons. Because someone sent me a link on TikTok and was like, uh, some there's some dude bashing Jordan uh for being a crybaby and going to David Stern. And uh, getting him to put in the flagrant foul rule. Um, that was because you, of Jordan. Jordan did. Go, Jordan, it wasn't, um, but Jordan did go to David Stern, 
and say, hey, these guys are out to hurt me. And and I haven't posted it on TikTok yet, but I will. But if you'll indulge me for a second, I'll get your opinion, what you think. So Jordan did, 100%. He did go to David Stern in 1989 and said, hey, these guys are trying to hurt me. Um, But it wasn't like he was, it wasn't true. They quite literally had the Jordan rules, which was when he drives the lane, you knock him on his ass and you try to hurt him. It was right there in the rules. Try to hurt him. So he wasn't saying that what, like, is there another player that had the, their, their, their name, like the rules? Was there the magic rules? Did you ever hear of the bird rules, the Steph rules, the LeBron rules? We never heard of it. It was that one guy. He's the only one. Here's my problem though. When you say he's the reason they got the flagrant foul rule. Do you know that it was already in place? There was already a handshake deal to bring in the flagrant foul rule a year earlier in 1988. I didn't know. You didn't know? Well, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Because you know I like to make you more fluent. So here's why. In 19... Yeah, I know you know it. You're a historian, dude. Um, In in 1988, do you know what the deal was throughout the 80s for uh, the TV deal for basketball? It was with CBS for $1.5 million. Peanuts, H. Peanuts. Nothing. Now, why was it so low? Because in the 70s and early 80s, there was a lot of fights. Why was there a lot of fights? Well, because there was a lot of hard fouls. And when you hard foul someone, you get up and you punch them in the face, as you should. Um, and so they, you know, that was part of the tape delay thing. Two reasons for tape delay. One, they didn't want to show live fights on the air. And two, their primetime shows were getting more viewers. So it was 1.5 million. In 1988, NBC said, hey. Your game's gotten significantly better, right? With Bird, with Magic, with Barkley, with Olajuwon, with Jordan, right? Like people are watching this now. Who's this Jordan guy? Who's this Jordan guy? So they said, we're going to offer you a certain dollar amount, but you got to clean up the game a little bit. Well, how can they do that? Well, if they, in their mind, whether this is true or not, in their mind, they thought flagrant fouls led to fights. So how do you eliminate fights? eliminate flagrant fouls so nbc said hey if you eliminate those we're going to put you in prime time no tape delay and you're going to make a ton of money you know how much money they got paid from 1.5 billion dollars you know what the next contract was at probably double at least 600 million oh it went from <laughs> 1.5 to 600 million and all you had to do was add in a flagrant foul rule yep sign me up Guys are getting guys are getting thrown yeah. out of game. And guys are now getting thrown out of game. Uh, in addition yeah. to getting suspended, they're losing money. Well, now I can't do this as much. I can't, I can't control a lot of guys. I can't have I can't hard foul a guy because I can miss a paycheck. So now I can't do that anymore. So now I gotta chill out on that. Yeah. And coincidentally, who is that helping? That's helping Jordan. That's it helping both. And no one's saying that it didn't ha- well it. Yeah, because of because of the Pistons, yes. um, it helped, but it wasn't like it was done for him. It was no, done. It wasn't. No, it was just the timeline happened to align. But then let me it ask: Do you think done, is that something? What, it was done for what matters, which is money. Because let's, right, be, right. let's be real: the year before the flagrant foul rule, the Bulls actually should have beat the Pistons. They took him to Game Seven. Pippen had his headache and went like one of ten for two points, one rebound, one assist, and that was the difference in the game. Um, and then, yeah, then. Other stuff happened and whatever, but that's why I just say it's like yes, he whined and complained, no argument, a hundred percent. But it was true; they were trying to hurt him. 
But they didn't do it for him. They did it for the money, as any one of us would. Not Jay. Jay doesn't care about hundreds of millions of dollars. No. no sellout. I do. I do. Yes, I do. That's not true. Yes, I, yeah, 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 yes, I, yes, I do. But if I'm if I'm moving weight with you, nah, I ain't doing that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm already that's in it. I'm no, that's crazy. I, had, I honestly didn't know when. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about the flagrant foul rule, but that makes sense. And like, I'm sure people use that in their arguments of why maybe Jordan is better or worse or whatever. The Jordan, LeBron, know, yeah. that's a new, that's a new one. I had a new angle I hadn't heard yeah. from, but um, no, I actually had a, wait, hold on. I think we had one more super chat. I don't want to forget. Uh, the trip one, give Luca, Drew, Derek White, Kristaps, and Jalen Brown. I don't think he'd hold the ball as much. If they could get Mikhail Bridges, they'd be safe. Well, I think the difference with Luca not being able to hold the ball as much as if he had those dudes. They built that offense around Luca, though, for his skill set. It's not like they build an offense where Luca just holds on to the ball. No, they build in that offense around who Luca is. Luca yeah. is a guy who's a primary ball handler. He's ball dominant, and they build in that where you got Tim Hardaway, you got guys who shoot the basketball, where he's creating shots for those guys. Now he's got Kyrie Irving where he can actually play off the basketball a little bit, which he did at the end of the game against Cleveland, where he can give him the ball and I don't have to do that much. It should just be a little bit more of that as opposed to what it is now where he's going 45, 14, and, and, and 9. He shouldn't have to do that much. He just shouldn't. But I've asked my – like when it comes to Luka, and even you've said this, Jay, is – it's hard to play with Luca. Not that it comes, not because of his attitude or negativity, nothing like that. It's just his play style is so hard to compliment. And I think really? Kyrie does very, I think they did a great job. I, I was definitely hesitant about that just because of Kyrie, but not because of his game. Um, but Mikhail Bridges, like, I don't know, is that a guy that you think could no. come in and, and fit well with Luca's they, they, they would treat him just like um, Finney Smith, a better version of Finney Smith. A guy who plays off the ball, a D and three guy, which is what Mikael Bridges is. Brooklyn tried to turn him into a number one option, which he clearly is not. So he would be playing off Luca, and he would just be more of a D and three guy. But that's not to say that Luke isn't productive. It's just that yo, you shouldn't have to do this much. That's all. Yeah. You just shouldn't have to do as much as you're doing in order for us to win. You shouldn't have to do that. And the wear and tear on his body is gonna. I mean, you're gonna run him in the ground. How long does he? I don't. I, I mean, FIFA. How you might know how many more years he has on his contract, but what is? I mean, is this gonna just deter him from wanting to stay with the Mavs? I don't or? Think that, but the thing is, H. I don't think it's. A, I don't think it's a situation where the Mavs aren't trying to put pieces around him. They're just trying to put the pieces around him that mesh with his game. It's Luca's game. It's yeah. not the. It's. I don't think it's Dallas. Where if Dallas ends up getting him a legit number two, I mean, how much, how, how much more do you need from a guy like Kyrie Irving? Kyrie Irving is the consummate number two, a guy who can play off the basketball and be awesome. But Luca is still doing what Luca is doing, which means that if you got him Anthony Davis, if you got him somebody like Anthony Edwards, he'd still be doing what he's doing because that's Luca's game. Yeah. That's why it's difficult to play with him, not because Luca's got a terrible attitude and not because Luca is just this prima donna. No, that's not the problem. The problem is that Luca's game, if you are a long ball shooter or if you're if you're a guy who doesn't need the basketball, your game is conducive with Luca. If it's not, 
then it's going to be difficult because he shouldn't yeah. have to do as much as he's doing in order for them to win games. He shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And maybe Fluent can give us the inside details when he plays against him tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm going to get a little video of me, of me, of, of me, um, putting that, that boy on skates. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait to see it. Um, just a last yeah. thought. If you guys have any last super chats, you can send them in. Uh, cause you got mm-hmm. about five more minutes, but when we were talking about, um, the dynasty thing, Jay, and I actually was listening to JJ Reddick. He had a podcast come out and he said, I think the warriors are going to be the last dynasty that we see because of just how the league has changed and mm-hmm. how, I don't know if it's, I mean, maybe you can tell me, is it harder to have consecutive seasons because there is so much talent? The league is so talently rich right now. Um, Or do you disagree with him thinking like, oh, maybe a team like Denver can come up or OKC can come up. Like, why do you think he thought that this, the Warriors would be the last uh, dynasty we've seen? Well, well, two things. In order to have a dynasty, you have to get lucky. Tone and I had this conversation why were they able to hold on to Scottie Pippen for as long as they did? Well, he signed that deal in 1991 where the money that he was getting, it was front-loaded. And because the contract was front-loaded, the back of that contract, he wasn't really getting paid that much. Fast forward to the Golden State Warriors. They got Steph on a cheap. Why? Because Steph, the logic on him was he was injury-prone. We didn't know who Draymond was. So you got him on the cheap. Klay Thompson, you got him on the cheap. A lot of these guys, you got on the cheap. Now we're in an era where we don't have any specific team, right? We got a bunch of different teams and we do have parity. I do think that we're going to see another dynasty. I just don't think we're going to see it in this era. I think that we're in the era of parity like we were in the 70s. I think we're going to move forward next. I think we're going to move forward in the next generation where we're going to have another generational player who's going to carry the league like Magic did, like Bird did. And then we're going to move forward from there. But I think that where we are right now, I think I think this is the most parity that we've had in the league in a long time. And I think that this is what this era is going to be. And it's largely due, largely due to how much money these guys are making. So it's hard yeah. to hold on to guys. It's like Jalen Brown contract. Right. It's, it's, it's hard to hold up. But the good thing about Jalen Brown, same thing with Jason Tatum. That's why they came up with the bird rights. Because we can actually go over the salary cap in order yeah. to hold on to our players. But these guys are making so much money. Not only are they making so much money, they end up outgrowing places. For example, James would have stayed in Cleveland. He just outgrew Cleveland. Shaq outgrew Orlando. I think ultimately, I think Anthony Edwards is going to outgrow Minnesota. Not because Minnesota is whack. I just think he's just going to become a bigger deal than what Minnesota is. And I think that's going to ultimately have him leave there. Not because he doesn't want to stay there but because I just think he's going to outgrow there. So there's a lot of factors that come in when it comes to a dynasty. One of them, more importantly, is luck and having to pay guys. Health. Health is too, sure. Yeah, yes. yeah that's massive. Like it's, it's, you know, if Steph, for, for the great deal, you, you brought up Steph as a good example, right? They got him on the cheap. Well, they got him on the cheap because he was hurt initially, right? He had the ankle issues. He wasn't performing at a superstar level, right? right. Signed him for a long-term deal, got lucky. Let's be honest, right? Clay, like Dre was a second round draft pick, right? Like you get a guy like that in the second round, you're, 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 you know, and then the pieces around him, people buying into the roles. Steph not being a guy that when he did become a superstar, he didn't have this massive ego and and said, I'm not going to play with anybody else. No, he was a team. They brought in Kevin Durant and he said, hey, 
you be that guy. No problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they were so, and it trickled down to everybody else on the team. They were so accommodating for people like, but if he continued to have those ankle injuries and he was only playing, for, not that, you know, if let's say 40 games a year, they're not having a dynasty there. There's nothing. Um, and that's, you know, and that's what people I think underestimate or don't understand, right? Is that you keep players together that if they're good and they win, you understand how to win. Rudy T, right? Never underestimate the heart of a champion. It's when right. you learn what it takes. It's not that it's easier to do, but you do understand what it takes. So, you know, again, if you're healthy and you're all there and they can afford you, let's be honest, what has broken up more dynasties? Money. Ego. And e- yeah. say it. Number two is, is that ego, and number three is health, right? The Bulls yeah. should have won four in a row. In 1999, a shortened season, that's perfect. They could have won, yeah. won it again. They could have won it again. Fluent, why were you beefing about teachers in TikTok? FIFA keeps asking. FIFA can keep uh, there's no there's no there's no beef. What are you talking about? There was there was there was there was a post, some guy I've never even heard of was complaining about having summers off and i was like dude you're nuts like like that's oh, what you think about and and honestly the, the teachers band together dude and came after me and i was like that's cool whatever and then they started with the threats and stuff um and then going after they found like this fluent kids and started messaging the kids so that's when i was like i'm done they needed it all blocked them all yeah that's like you know Insane. that part that part was really sad like you know, you got kids in school who are being harassed and bullied um, yeah. and 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 threatened. And the kids, it leads the kids to suicide. And as yeah. teachers, you did that to kids. I don't even care if it was 1% of them. That was sad. So it, it's not worth it for me. I made, listen, 90% of the stuff I said was true. Um, one of the things I was wrong on, I, 100%, I admit yeah. one of the points that I made was wrong. We're all, we're, none of us are perfect, but it was right for where I am in my situation. And every and they all took it really, um, really, really incorrect. And that's what I was talking about even earlier, right? That's the difference in our world in sports. We can have debates and and argue and disagree, and we we have it, and then it's done. Most people in the world don't know how to let it go. Like to this day, it, it was last week. To this day, there's still people messaging me. Oh, you're that guy. I hate you. I want you dead. And it's like, all right. You don't respect teachers. You should die. I think that's a stretch. I think that's a stretch. So my girlfriend, I live. In by the way, I love. By the way, I love teachers. I, I teach two days a week, as you know, at my kid's school. My sister in law's yeah. a teacher. Um, a lot of a lot of a lot of stuff that, but people don't care. They don't want to know your no. story. No, people say, they just want to have their opinion. How Go can ahead, you? Jackson. They say, how can you disrespect teachers? You've never been one. You don't know anything. I only make thirty thousand dollars a year, and I'm in poverty. And I'm like, okay, that's your experience. So I can't speak to mine. Why is your experience more important than mine? So again, even now, it's not even worth it for me. So it's goodbye. Sorry that I was wrong about one of the things. Have a nice day. Okay, go ahead. Are we good? Are we good? We're good. We're good. Yeah, well, let us know. You know, you got an army over here with us. So if you need Uh, us. No, no, I'm good. We'll, we'll go find those like anything else there'll be there'll be a new villain in about five minutes <laughs> yeah. all right you guys well uh appreciate all of you for joining in tuning in tonight it was a great show uh please get those likes up share the video um i'm sure we'll have some clips out this week as well so share those so we can have more people watching food and chill but uh yep we're gonna sign off and we'll see you next tuesday jay take it light but take it